Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am very, 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 very excited to be here this week. Uh, we were, did uh, workshops the last two weeks, so this is uh, had two weeks off the show, and so it's been two weeks since I've talked to you guys, and I really missed you. You have no idea. Um, but we'll we'll talk a little bit about what, what I was up to and catch up on what you guys were doing uh, as we get to our callers. By the way, if you want to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. Call in and read tonight. Before we get started, I want to do some announcements real quick. First of all, if you have not checked out our Worldwide Poetry Project, Rock That Poem, you can do so by going to our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. All right. It's as easy as rock, paper, scissors, and a little bit of glue, and share poetry with the world, and a lot of fun, awesome. So go check out what we're doing over there. All righty. And the next thing is, as I said, the last two weeks we did workshops. Philip did a great workshop on sonnets, and uh, we had Cassandra Tribe and Sage Cohen, and um, just some great information shared. So if you were not here and did not catch those workshops, you can go back and listen to them in our archives. Okay, those are always fun to do. And they're kind of set up so that when you, we do the show live or pre-record, whatever it is, but they're set up so that you can kind of, they're interactive with you. So when it's time to do the writing part of a prompt, we pause and you can pause the show and do the writing part. Anyway, it's real cool. Check those out. If you're interested in doing a workshop with us, shoot me a message on Facebook. You can find me if you're not on my contacts list. You can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Alrighty. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you're interested in putting together, and uh, we can get that set up. We can do these anywhere from a half an hour up to three hours, All right, depending on what you need to do. And they can be live, pre-recorded, or a combination of both. All right depending on if you want audience participation and you know maybe record the workshop part and then do a live part at the end, whatever you want to do. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these with us. Um, it's just a chance for us as uh, artists to spend some time together and uh, talk about the things that we're passionate about. You can do one where you're actually doing uh, just an actual workshop. You can talk about a poetry form, a poetry era, uh, a particular poem or poet, a genre, uh, whatever it is you want to put together, and uh, we'll do that. It'll be a lot of fun. So shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to do. Then I want to uh, thank, before we go any further, I want to thank uh, Star Sevron 
and James Wensapian and Roy Murdoch for helping to sponsor the show this year, keeping us uh, our three-hour on-air license. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, we love you. Thank you. And then, gosh, listen to me yammer. Okay, so then every week I give you a prompt and an exercise. All right. So <laughs> because I was gone on vacation and and it's like I'm really excited. I want to tell you everything I did and everything I saw, and, and it was just so amazing and blah, 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 blah. But so I decided that for your writing prompt this week, okay, um, I want you to write a poem or prose or short story, I don't care which one, about what we did. I want the title to be What We Did on Nyla's Summer Vacation. So I want you to write a poem about if you and I went on a vacation together because I just we were gone for two, I was gone for two weeks. So if we went on vacation somewhere for two weeks, I want you to write a poem about what we did. Okay, so have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> See what kind of mischief we can get into. But I thought that was I just it struck me that came into my head and it struck me funny. And so that's what you get for your prompt: uh, what we did on Nyla's summer vacation. So what did we do for two weeks? So next thing, exercise. And uh, I was talking about when we were doing the workshops about poetry forms. And one, poetry forms were something that were really hard for me to embrace for a long time. I am great with words, but I am dyslexic with numbers. And I, I hear, I see, hear numbers, and my brain physically cramps. It's like something hurts in my head when I see numbers, and it's like I'm try- I have to figure them out. I suck at math, okay? <laughs> so I'm the teller you want handing you back change in the, in the grocery line. Um, anyway, so, but words I, I do awesome with. And for a long time when I thought about form poetry, I thought about the numbers, the counting of the syllables, the number of blah, blah, blahs, and, you know, all all of that that went into it, all I could see was like, you know, the matrix, when it looks like the matrix is falling, numbers, just that's what it would look like in my head. And so I stayed away from them. And then someone said something one time, and they said, it's not math, it's a word puzzle. And when they said it that way, something inside my head clicked. And I didn't see it as counting anymore. I saw it as a puzzle putting words together, and I'm great with words. So... Uh, it kind of changed my mind about that. So on New Year's, I I did a thing where I said, okay, I'm going to learn two new poetry forms every month for a year and write a poem in that style. The sonnet's still one I have not done. Oh, procrastinating. Long time. Anyway, so, you know, I really thought about that, and I thought, you know, it's good to, if if you're a poet, even if you're like a spoken word slam poet, whatever, okay, it's still good to have a knowledge of your roots, okay? So learning different poetry forms, knowing what they are, having written one, having an understanding of them, just gives you one more thing to feed the artistic side of you, okay? So the first week, I want to make this easy, all right? We're going to do the haiku. And if you want to look up forms of haiku, you know, the standard normal Haiku, Americanized haiku, is three lines, 17 syllables, five syllables in the first line, then seven in the second, 
and five and a third, so five, seven, five, three lines. That's the traditional American haiku. But there's different types of haikus. And, uh, you know, you can get creative with that, learn the different styles. You know, the, the, the true traditional Chinese haiku um, It it doesn't have that. It doesn't follow that order. My brain just froze. <laughs> it's like rewind that. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, what I want you to do is write one haiku a day about a person. And I was going to say, you know, about a stranger that you see. You know, the bus driver, the lady in the grocery line, um, the the barista, whatever it is. Um, about a stranger, but if something you know inspires you with a family member, then I'm not going to restrict you. So just write a haiku, one haiku a day about a person between now and next week. So you should have seven of them done. Um, they're really fun, you know. They're they're like little poetry burps, and they're awesome. So um, I hope you have fun with those. That's an exercise just to make your pen move. Maybe think in a way you don't normally think. Write in a form you don't normally form. Right. <laughs> uh, can you uh, so give me two weeks off, and I just get all, all, whatever, whatever you call it, flustered. So that is your exercise. What I'm going to do next, thank God, is I'm going to play an audio recording. Now, if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your poem played on the air, you can email that to me in MP3 format to uh, the. T-H-E, the, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. All right. Make sure in the subject line that you put MP3 audio files, something along those lines, so that it kind of catches my attention and I get those uh, uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. All right. So per agreement, and I almost forgot about this, but per agreement, all right, because of the big, you know, rebellion, uh, whatever it's called, um, because I never read on the show and I don't play my stuff on the show. Um, I got yelled at. And the compromise that we came to with all of you is that every month on the first show of, or the first week, the first show of the month, um, I would play one of my tracks. So I'm going to do that, play one. And the one that I pick out is I can't remember which one. So the the radio show you know is the Speakeasy Cafe. The Sound of Ink brought to you by the Speakeasy Cafe. Okay, so the actual name of the show is The Sound of Ink, and that was actually um, that was actually the name of the show was actually done because of this poem and how the Speakeasy Cafe even came to exist. You know, it's, it's like this whole big drama, this big journey that we've been on to get to where we are right now today. But anyway, so I, I'm going to play one called The Sound of Ink, which I really like the title, so that's what I named the show. And uh, it's one of the very first, I actually think it is the first audio recording I did years and years and years and years ago. So this is the very first time I ever even attempted doing an audio recording, and it's pretty bad, you know, which should make you feel better, <laughs> you know, but all you need is to, to do audio recordings like this. If you, uh, you know, have a headset with a microphone and your computer program, there's a free 
singing you from download.com called WavePad. It's the one that I use, and it's as easy as copying and pasting. You can copy your audio track and paste it right on top of a music bed and merge them together like a document file, and boom, you know, you've got your you've got your uh, recording. So if you haven't tried doing it before, you should try doing it. Anyway, this is the very first one that I did, and it's called The Sound of Ink. And uh, so here you go. The Sound of Ink by Nyla Ward Through fingertips to my pen's tip My soul's impromptu script. Passion exalted in the sound of my ink as my mind drips spilling from my lips. My imagination trips up your reality in the finality that nothing is final. Ink boiling carnal. It continues as long as I have a voice, the choice to speak or be stilled, impossible. There is still my mind's blood to be spilled, splashed from my quill, coloring a world I see in black and white, or tinted in silver, if the moon glow comes through the window just right. Exploding if the mood hits as I overexcite. Drenching you in all the colors of my rainbow. As I write my soul for you to read. My kaleidoscope. My words brushstroke. A written palette. Making your reality choke. Leaving you to float on the words My pen speaks, a primal streak, the written mistress your ears seek, so that you can taste my heart's passion that bleeds in indigo blue. Déjà vu? No, déjà day. Feeling things that's never happened to you, making you think things you never knew. That's what my words can do. As I inject my passion into you, forever branded like a tattoo, under your skin, inside of you. Let me lick your brain. Feel the pleasure pain. As my pen hand feeds the sound of my ink to you. Taste my indigo blue. So the recording was horrible, but that was uh, that was the very first spoken word piece that I ever recorded, um, which was kind of fun. And uh, but yeah, that that piece is part of this show's founding history. Just a little mystery for you to figure out. It's, I don't know. It's not really that at all. All right, guys. So <laughs> what comes next? Once again, if you'd like to call in and read tonight, which this is an open mic poetry show, not listen to Nyla Talk All Night show, um, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty? So you can call in, follow the prompts, and you come on and read tonight. 
I want to let you know that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. All righty. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please, please, please do me a favor and introduce yourself to everybody. Even though I may know who you are, there's people listening tonight for the first time and people who are going to listen to the archives a year from now who won't know. So make sure you introduce yourself. Not only is it important for people to know who's reading, but it's also really important to have your name attached to your work anytime you send it out there in the universe. All righty? So make sure you introduce yourself. Then right now um, our phone lines are kind of full, so we're only going to do one poem to start out with. And then if you would like to read a second one, just press 1. It will take you out of the lineup. Press 1 again, and it will put you back in the lineup or hang up and call back in and, and just go through the rotation. And you can read two poems or you know, three, depending on how many callers we have. I don't know. It's all just a mystery. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, one poem to start out with. Then when you're done reading, make sure that you give us your URL. That way people know how to come find you, how to come show you some love, and get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read again next week. Alrighty. And then do remember, please, that this is a mature-rated show. So you're bound to hear and will hear just about anything, with the exception of adult uh, erotica. The, the erotica is okay, but the adult porn stuff, you know, no no slapping body parts. I don't need to know the graphical names. You know, there, there's no, you know, don't need any nipples, okay? No tab A into slot B. Um, other than that, you're good to go. And, and uh, so, yeah, that, that's the only guidelines. So without further ado, did I forget anything, guys? I don't think I forgot anything. Um, without further ado. I'm going to give you our first three callers in the lineup so that you kind of have an idea of how soon you're coming up. We have uh, 731 to start out with, and we have 989 and 562. So those will be our first three callers already. So 731, you are on the air. You know, I really missed you. Did you miss me? I really, really, really did. This this time I really missed you. I really did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I got I got kind of weepy, uh, emotional, which is, you know, I haven't shed a tear in years and years. I really don't know how to do that. But on the inside, I was squalling like a baby. Why? Because I just missed you. Aww. Hey, you got a uh, Facebook email for me. You need to pull it up. I sent you a link to what I'm going to read tonight. Uh, I have discovered Alphabet Ravine. Um, yeah, there's a girl named Lydia Ray Bush, and uh, and I read like three poems of hers, and the first two were white noise because I just really wasn't focusing. I had many things going on, and the third one stopped me dead in my tracks. It made me just shut down everything else, and uh, it's a poem that's called Trust, and I don't often say this, Nyla, but I may be in over my head tonight. Because the cadence on this thing is it's so controlled, frantic that it's scary, and I'm jealous. Now, every once in a while, you'll do something. You go like, "Hey, I wish I'd have done that," and uh, <laughs> and I risked it because, well, you know, 
when I'm doing that, basically I'm trying to get somebody's attention, like, hey, over here. And uh, I posted my riff on Facebook so I could link her post. And some of the people in the comments say, she's really similar to you. And I'm going like, gee, thanks. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so she may not think so much of it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I did sort of allude to in her comments uh, on the trust poem that I was going to share it. She, she was all for that. She had no idea what I was talking about, but then they, they never do, do they now? <laughs> <laughs> no. no they don't. <laughs> All right, so you've got you've got the link there to it. Have you pulled that up yet? I have. Okay, so you can put that you can put that in the uh social activity part of your of your uh page there at Speakeasy Cafe. Your uh chat room. What, putting what it in there now. Hey guys, room. if you're trying to get the chat room open, just keep refreshing the page. It's having some issues right now. Mama, I see in there, Moon Cookie, Angel Flow, guess. Um, so, yeah, we are having issues with the chat room, speaking of the chat room. So, if you're trying to get in, just keep poking it with a stick. It'll let you in. All right, go ahead. And the link is in there. Okay. All right. What I'm going to do, Shai, I read a poem and I, and I wrote a poem. I read it, okay? I'm going to read her poem tonight. And the next time I come back, which will probably be next week, then I'll read mine. Because I want you to focus on hers. And quite frankly, I don't want to have to follow her. Not tonight. <laughs> so, by next week, y'all forget all about her. Maybe not. I won't. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. I gotta take a, I'll take a deep breath here, okay? This is written by Lydia Ray Bush. And the title is Trust. You think I'm being emotional, and I'm going to use the word but, but don't stop listening. But when I start to repeat myself, it's because I don't think you understand. And you don't think I understand that you do. But the times I repeat myself are the times that you think I'm emotional, that I'm saying something that makes sense but doesn't really matter guess you don't understand or you wouldn't need to tell me why it does what it means i am emotional emotions and reason don't separate they're overflow of truth and life and if you'd live my life you'd know and i could spell it out for you do that thing i've done and will again but one of the signs of the fact that it matters is trauma this emotional thing that you'd think a story could best convey. You see, a perspective is not an argument. But I cannot violate my heart by pouring it out to you when you don't care. It is uncomfortable, and it is already violated. That's what I'm trying to tell you about. You should know it's a moving tale. You're complaining that I'm moved, but you have not budged. By emotional, you mean crazy. I'd choose silence if I could, but emotions, trauma, reasons, baiting, probing, trying. I understand redundancy is no maker of tales. When I merely repeat myself, it's because you're not listening. In peace. 
That was freaking amazing. I know exactly where she wrote that from. She through that poem, she she brought that place so real that I I can taste the tin in the air. I can taste the ice. You know? Oh, I know. Trust me, I know. I got every bit of it, just like you're talking about. You know, when when you're standing there and you see the truth so clear, and 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 you, I mean, it's like it's like you're holding it right there in your hands, saying, "Look, this is it." You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. This right here. This is it. This is the truth. And they they don't. Not only do they not see it, but they don't care that they don't see it. They don't want to see it. They want to see, it. and if they do, they don't want to admit they did. So I read this. I read this other night, and I'm all geared up to do it here. And and within the last 24 hours, I had this conversation with somebody else. Okay, and I was just as aggravated and just as frustrated. And right about the time two people are walking away, I thought of this poem. Trust, and I went, wow. <laughs> okay. So maybe I should have enjoyed my round a little bit more than I did, but, you know, time is, time is gone. <laughs> All right. There you have it. That is from the archives of Lydia Ray Bush, also known as Alphabet Ravine from her WordPress page. You can find her at HTTPS L Ray B Poetry. That's the letter L, then R-A-E for Ray, then a B for Bush, then spell out poetry, P-O-E-T-R-Y dot WordPress dot com. L-R-A-E-B-P-O-E-T-R-Y dot WordPress dot com. Please go spend some time with her. I will quietly. I just posted her, uh, the link to that poem on my Facebook page as well, guys. So if you can't get in the chat room, you can go grab that link off my Facebook page. Well, that was mighty kind of you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you, my darling, for reading that, that poem for us. Why am I talking all 70 now? You know, I probably never really brought this up to you. I'm going to leave you with this. For all the great accents that you have, my favorites, of course, are your, your Britannia accent and your Texas accent. The best accent <laughs> that you have that is so unique to this world is the one you actually normally talk with. <laughs> Do I talk with an anybody? <laughs> anyone, anyone else in the announcements would say, type in the for the Speakeasy Cafe. You say, the. <laughs> I want to go now. I'm going to get on that. You know what time it is? You know what time it is, Nala? You know what time it is? It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Y'all have fun tonight. Love you, Michael. Thank you so much for sharing her. (laughs) Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 8, excuse me, 989. 989, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is George Wiley. Hey, George. How are you, darling? Well, I am just peachy. I, uh, good. 
I don't know. I can't think of a single thing that isn't uh, that's terrible. Oh, I can't. Probably not too many are fabulous, but a whole lot of <laughs> stuff in between. <laughs> so, so you know, I uh, you know, a hot summer, extremely hot summer, humid, um, and uh, I uh, I keep surviving. So that's probably the mundane life I lead. The poem. I read here is um, is about I'm referencing to some extent uh, gardening. It's what they sometimes call a double sonnet, and it's called "Sun, Flowers, and Me." Summer bends the light rays down to gather on my neck and knees. The leaves grow lushly, ardently. We wait the birds, myself, the bees. Dramatic spurts of springtime growth, unnurtured too by wedding skies. And now the colors divide and lure my evil eyes. There are two suns that fill my days, those wrinkles at my skin, while the other systems of luscious earth gives life itself, lets flowers begin, petals, stamens, stems, would love to join their orgies. I'd love to fly into their hearts and shepherd in the bees. I'd partake in symbiosis to approve the pollination. Rejoice to see the hummingbird come join the presentation. Alas, these flowers don't want me barging in on their effervescence. Perhaps the sun will let me watch this month from a distance. Why, I could argue they owe me some. I throw water in and plant food at I photograph them proudly and prune their tired leaves. But if I didn't do it here, they'd find some swales retreat. And there, without my hovering, they'd pick the sun that's right and do their daily performances with just the birds in sight. End of poem. You know, I wish that I had one. I wish I knew it was one of my old journals because I would read you something really quick a poem based on the exact same concept, but so poorly written compared to that. I mean, you made that beautiful. You know, that, that you know, standing in something so perfect and, you know, just feeling yourself being absorbed into, you know, the, the veins and the leaves and, you know, running through the, the light, you know, into the, into the water depths and how you can feel that part of being everything. And then you realize, you know, you know, you, no, I don't belong in this picture, you know, and, and <laughs> That's right. you, you pull back from it and then you, you know, you know, but, but at the end, you know, you really want to. And so you make yourself believe that you do and, and, you know, are just thankful for that and, and the, right. oh, mine was written. Mine, mine's written. It's completely different, but it's the exact same concept. I loved it. I absolutely oh. loved it. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it's funny because as much time and stuff I have, I really like gardening, and as much time and all that sort of thing I do. Uh, obviously, I nourish a lot of the plants and so forth. But uh, they were fine long before we got here, and they'll be fine, you know. For Long time, mm-hmm. even around where we aren't, where humans aren't, um, they aren't asking for us. In some cases, we break things for them. But um, 
any rate, uh, the marbles were out there, and I think it takes, you know, it just takes a close attention to start to sort of uh, make an attempt to penetrate in some way uh, their lives. Um, not the flowers, but some, some insects and, and a lot of them, which some, they're all things mm. that I'm interested in. You know, there's, you know that I went on, just went on vacation, did, you know, a couple of things yes. I did. I did some fossil digging and all this good stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, you say that and it makes me think about, because, you know, what do I do with all these fossils when I find them? You know, I'll I'll make little shadow boxes and, you know, I'll I'll give them to people as little gifts and stuff like that and, you know, keep the, the mm-hmm. ones that I like. And and but one of the things that I, I'll make a little tag that goes underneath the fossil when I mount it and it'll say, you know, never forget that the smallest things can leave, or uh, this, yeah, don't never forget the smallest things can leave a lasting impression. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, which means, you know, we may just be one fingerprint, that one leaf stuck between the, the layers of ash that became a fossil, mm-hmm. but all these years later, it still has made left its impression on the earth. We can do that, too. You know, right. even if it's this just is, a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Right. This, uh, this, as a lot of, I think a lot, of, think somehow that we're way more important in the lives of the natural in the natural world. In there, we're in the places where we're wrecking it, or you know. <laughs> but we, we, um, you know, we, um, there are dominionists out there. You maybe don't know that term necessarily, but who think, uh, you know, from a biblical standpoint that we. Uh, somehow really have deserved and earned and been granted providentially this idea that we, that man control, that man should be supreme and domi- have dominion over the plants and animals. And I have to be that, feel the opposite. So uh, that, in that way, I, uh, I, I think that uh, we certainly are dependent on it. And I, I you want, you want to hear my two believe. cents worth real quick that's going to make you think? Make everybody think? Yes. Human beings are the only thing, the only thing killing our ecosystem. We we are a foreign, we we are a contaminated species. What is it? What is it called um, when you bring in a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you bring a fish into a new area. Invasive species or whatever. Yeah. You know, we yeah. are the invasive species yeah. here. We are the only thing yes. in this ecosystem killing it. That will make you think. Yes, we recently, in the last uh, 20 years, according to the scientists, you know, have the Pleistocene age, you know, those ages, Bronze Age, all the rest. This one's being called the anthropomorphic age. And, what it, and I might have said pronounced that wrong, but it's where humans have finally gotten so important in the... And, you know, and, and that that they that they can control the fate of the environment. It doesn't mean that they're right. It, 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 and um, it's because of things like global warming and all that stuff, you know, in in, in uh, carbon. And so we we do. I said we didn't have dominion over it, but we didn't deserve dominion over it, and we aren't we aren't serving it well yet. Anyway, maybe in the future we will be, or we can pass it down. What's left of this environment down to our ch- grandchildren that they might actually, uh, you know, uh, they might prosper, but um, 
we we really have forgotten something now that we that that we've we've gotten so deep into. I think you said that just now that we that we all now we all the planet a chance to recover, and we got to help it. Uh, anyway, that's way more than you wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I and I don't want to take that much time, but. Um, um, my uh, link is the only one I have is um, a Facebook page called George Wiley and I will be glad to step aside I appreciate you being here tonight and absolutely a great read so thank you sweetie okay thank you all right now let's go ahead and take our next caller which comes from area code 562. 562, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Nala. How are you? This is Sammy. I'm Lane. doing great. Hey, sweetie. All right. It's a great subject that you, you just discussed before I came on, and, you know, I would love to ever be a whole, like a whole other show, not even poetry, to talk about how man has mistreated the environment. You know, just... Mm-hmm. A thought, you know, but I, I did write. Some we are of that the in we my are the only thing. We're the only thing that are that's no, no. killing this planet. We are. Right. I said. I said in a poem. I says we're the animals killing the animals, and who who will write about us after extinction? This is going to happen eventually. You know, mm-hmm. with all these predictions. Yeah. So uh, good to have you back. Um, Thank you. And I I, I, made, I made it in. I'm like, I'm gonna be on the top list because I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I call in early. And I almost missed it because I was sitting here working on this next project. I'm gonna share something from a, a project. It's it's called the M series, and and uh, uh, it's a four book set. And I'm I'm working on the last book so I can give it to the uh, publisher. You know, signing this contract, and they're gonna do these four books over the next four years for me. And 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 I know they're coming out, even if I'm not here. These books are coming out, so uh, just a lot of things that I'm working on to look ahead and be prepared for the future. Even if I'm not here to share it with you, my work will still be published out there somewhere. So, do you know why you, you say that your your work will be out there published somewhere? You know that that is one. I when I submit my work for, and I should like post that stuff online more often so you guys can see what I've done. But um, when I submit my work to be published in in a journal or uh, an anthology or something like that, I'll only do it if it's a print copy. I won't yeah. do it if it's an online only because someday the battery right. could go out. And I want that tangible <laughs> hold in your hand, yeah. piece of paper that says I existed. <laughs> Exactly. That's the same thing they asked me. They said, are you going to do an e-book? I'm like, never. Because I actually want you holding it. I, I want you to feel a, to be a part. When you hold that you know book what? in your hand, you, you become that book. We're worth a paper cut. <laughs> we are. So we true. are worth a paper yeah. cut, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of electronics. Like you said, the battery will go out one day, and... What's left to but, you know, this, is everything that's This does show our age a little, right? Because, you know, the <laughs> yeah, the, the millennials wearing, you know, those the whiskers and those straight pants and stuff, you know, those 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 guys, 
You know, they don't think they don't think twice about that because they weren't raised around that. You know, right. me me having my book in a my in a, in a book is much more important to me than it would be to them because their world is yeah. electronic. The basis their their foundation is elect ours come from we came from books to computers. They came from computers to computers. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it just That's is right. more important to us I think. So I I you know, we're we're kinda of showing our age, I think, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have a problem with that. You know, I enjoy the people who who tell me that they have my books and that they're reading them and that they mm-hmm. you know, and they can touch them. You know, so you can just feel the moment. You know, when you hold a book in your hand, you actually become that book. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's what I like about. Uh, I I don't think I'm ever going to do an e-book. Well, I know I'm not because I said I wasn't. I'm never going to do an e-book. And if you want to read Samuel Rain, Complicated Passions, you're going to have to get it in a book, paperback or hardback or something like that. But but never digitized. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to share a moment from the M series. This is the second book of that series, which comes out in 2020, and the book is titled Mischievous. And here's a moment from Mischievous. I wasn't looking. I already knew I had to. Demanding your affection, you never saying no to my intentions, scripting away the restrictions, remaking the deleted scenes, writing myself in, sensually seeking your love's end, being playfully naughty because I'm missing you, like mad love, I'm into your dreams, leaving intentions like postcard memories, got me hungry, like a sapiosexual, loving your mind and dimensions. You see, I needed direction, love and me coming together, no stop signs, no distractions, Yes would be confirmation knowing no one had ever taken me like seduction. And I am Samuel Lane, Complicated Passions. Absolutely awesome piece, honey. Thank you. Complicated Passions. That's a good name for you. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's been following me since 2007. So uh, I've had it for a long time, and I, I remember the first time I used it, and they were like um, reading off the list of who was going to get on the open mic, and and they said, uh, "Who is complicated passions?" So I raised my hand, and then the host said, "I want to see what this is all about." <laughs> and believe me, I let them have it. So it was it was really dope. So uh, and since then, I've been using it as my stage name for the most part. But now I actually use my government name when I sign up if I do an open mic and, and say Samuel Rain. You know, so they can actually Google me. But they can Google Complicated Passions as well and find me. So people out there, you can Google Samuel Rain or Complicated Passions, and you can find everything that I've done that's out there on paper. Very cool. You know, what's really funny is okay. I, when I first started writing, I used to use a um, use a pen name, which was Spirit Wild. And... That was actually, I used to, when I lived in Wyoming a long time ago, I used to green break BLM Mustang horses for the BLM, um, for the Bureau of Land Management. And when they would do their Mustang, I would green break them before they took them in to auction and stuff. And it was it was pretty awesome. Um, there was a reason I started just telling you this. Oh, the name. Uh, so one of the guys, and I knew nothing about horses when I started training them. I just, I got my first Mustang and had no clue what I was doing. 
at all. And just the way that I worked with the horses and tamed them and stuff um, worked real well. And then people had me start doing that for them. So it was really cool. And the name, one of the guys that lived by me gave me the name uh, Spirit Wild. Because um, I, I guess I was a Mustang that's, Whisperer or something like that's that. That's exciting, breaking horses and training them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've I done a lot of things. I've raced cars. I've yeah. monster truck raced. I, I mean, I've done some crazy stuff in my life. <laughs> and now I you're on the, the Speakeasy Cafe. Yeah, you know that whole mischief <laughs> thing you were talking about, the title there? Yeah, that, yeah. I, that's one of my favorite words or favorite activities, I guess. Um, but I, I stopped using my pin. I, I stopped using that pin name real fast because, you know, I thought, no, I want people to know it's really Mimi. You know, someone who might, you know, Google me from the fifth grade, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want that yeah. fifth grade kid that, you know, hurt my feelers to, you know, look at me now. <laughs> exactly. You know, I've had those thoughts as well. You as, know, as it's like, oh, look at me now, job. you know. As <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. As, as old as I am and graduated from high school in the 70s, and I'm like, I wonder what my classmates would think of me now. You know, when I walked mm-hmm. across that stage and they said that what college I was going to and everybody was like, what? Oh, what would you think of me now? You know, I'm a whole different mm-hmm. person. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah so amazing. it's an ego thing. It's an ego thing. I just, I, you know, I, I stopped using a pen name because I wanted people to know it was me. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that part. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. no, well, you know, people know me. And there's people that, uh, even the, some of the people I went to school with, I don't remember a lot of them, you know. So, and I've never gone to a high school reunion. So that mm-hmm. part, maybe one day I will. <laughs> you know, so we'll see how it goes. Make sure that you wear the, like the the Paris poet's hat and the dark shades when you walk in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's gonna be the thing. And, and you know. got a swagger. So maybe ne- you got a swagger and all sexy like. Yeah, um, maybe next year I may go to a high school reunion. <laughs> I, I I just might do that. Yeah. Hey, ladies, the poets here, guys. Oh, uh-huh. hey, yeah. you guys, please extinguish all flammable objects. Put your seats in an upright position, and turn off your cell phones because that's really rude to have that happen when. Uh, you know, we're we're uh, doing our on the air here. Okay, sorry oh, about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as Samuel Rain. Uh, if you'd like to see what I've done out there, you can type in my whole name, Samuel Rain Benjamin. You can find me at Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, or. Or Google anything that you like, and you can see everything that I've done. You you can even YouTube some videos. So Very enjoy. Cool. Thank you, my dear, right. and we will talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. All right. Then. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers, guys. We will have 903 and 219, those are our next three callers. So 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, how you doing, sweetie? Doing good. How you doing? I am doing absolutely awesome. All right. Enjoy your vacation? 
I did. I did. I had so much fun. I got lost so many times and saw so many incredibly crazy things. And, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, I'm not reading. You did? What kind? I did. I did. I found a dinosaur bone. That's awesome. <laughs> One of my uh, my history professors, she was actually an English professor uh, at one time, but she just, uh, for some reason she switched over to history. But uh, anyway, she, she did, instead of giving us exams and tests and uh, mid-exams, she believed in giving us three ex- essays. But since she was an English professor to begin with, it had to be, you know, spot on. And uh, I really like that. Anyways, we actually got to see and hold a mammoth's uh, hoof, and uh, we got to see a, ha- a caveman saw, too. We got to hold it in our hand. That's pretty awesome. And that was back when I was that in college. That is pretty awesome. So I figured you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> well, I got... That is, uh, that is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I'm not reading my poem tonight. I'm going to read someone else's. But, uh, you are. Uh, Whose poem are you I going am. to read? Well, I'm going to read The Person That Invited Me to the Show, Philip Matthews Roberts. Still there? I am. I thought you were going to start reading, so okay. I was doing my nice play. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh okay. Not, yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, this is his book. It's all lost and found. I just recently bought it. I've read about 45 of his uh, poems so far. There's 100 in the book that he chose, so this is one of my favorites so far. The Lost and Found by Philip Matthew Roberts. That's the book name. Anyways, this is Talk Goes On Behind the Eyes When the Eye Wanders Anonymous. Each day, the old struggle ensues, evaluating life with existential insight. Sometimes bitter, these larkstermost rivulets winding down one's contours, faces made in the image of countries unmapped, emotions untamed as native wildernesses where love is rediscovered, tirelessly arguing purpose, though the universe remains impassively indifferent. Unsatisfied, the mind evaluates reward, pleasures, questions, pain, discord, and universal significance scattered into permutations aloft in dandelion intellect, blown with childlike wishes, distill beauty until insight ferments, imbibed as eyes, the dawn rosy firmament. Art is neither sacred nor profane, but experience. Monologues rehearsed in studious silence, dedicated as Hamlet when revising his impassioned soil coys. Queer how the human condition perpetrates its own mimicry. That's an end piece. That's that's a Philip Matthew, uh, Philip Matthew Roberts. That's it. 
And what's the name of the book again? It's called Lost and Found. And it's available on Amazon and I believe Lulu as uh, Lulu.com as well. I'm not sure exactly where else. I'll, I'll find it on Amazon. Awesome. So you guys make sure you check that out. And how cool of you, my dear, to come on and read one of his pieces. I'm sure he's really going to appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. And uh, yeah. as much as and I like, as as much as, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, that one of the things that I always tell people is that, you know, as writers, if we're not reading more than we're writing, we're doing it backwards. Because you have to have input in order to have output. You have to read. You have to read poems in order to create poems. Otherwise, you are pulling off the same resource over and over and over again until that well runs dry, and then you end up not having anything to write about because, you know, you've just written the, the same poem 20 different ways, and you think you have writer's block, and it's not that. You have to feed the creative side of your brain. So I love that you you know, come on and share that, hey, you know, not only am I reading this book of poetry, but I'm supporting and reading the the book of one of our peers. And, uh, you know, this is a poem that really inspired me. You know, to me, that's just, I, I, I just want to pinch your little cheek so hard because I'm so proud of you right now. You know, because, you know, you've read Aww. 45 of them so far. And, and, you know, it's important. You have mm-hmm. to feed your brain input in order to have output. You know, for a long time, I wouldn't read other poets when I was real young. Because I was so afraid that yeah. someone was going to say, oh, you sound like Poe. I would kill for someone to tell me I sound like Poe. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a lot of Poe. I was influenced by him. I'm really glad that I learned technique. I mean, it's just, it's, think, think about trying to be a painter, but knowing nothing about technique or brush strokes. You know, all of, mm-hmm. everything that we feed our brain helps develop our unique signature because we pull from all of our experiences and everything that we feed into ourselves and make our own unique palette out of those things because of which ones stick. You know, so read, read other poets, read contemporary poets, read classic poets. You know, just feed that part of your brain. So thank you. Thank you for letting me go off on this tangent. Thank you for reading his book. Philip well, you're welcome, Nyla. Lost and Found. And uh, what I was going to say earlier was as much as I love creating <laughs> and writing my own poetry, and being different and unique and, uh, you know, writing whatever I want. And, uh, it, 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 it's a, uh, it's a big deal to let yourself go into someone else's, uh, work, but also mm-hmm. in sharing and promoting is a big deal. And, uh, as much as I like being uh, my own creator, which I am, and we all are, and really everyone is because everyone creates no matter whether they believe it or not. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a form of art either. But I like being a fanboy too. And there's a special, mm-hmm. you know, sentimental thing that comes with being a fan just as well, you know. Yeah, I like being the creator too. It's a lot more fun than being a fan. But the fan has its moments too. So <laughs> but that's why I came on the show. I came on um, the other show on... on uh, on Friday nights too, I forgot which one it is, but I went on there and read that last the uh, last Friday. But I did mm-hmm. listen to Philip Church and he gave great advice and I've written a sonnet and I've actually written eleven sonnets. So Since he did a really good job. Hmm? Yeah. I did. Wow. I hope he's listening great. and hears that. 
Well, I told him in, in his message box. I don't know if he got it or not, but, yeah, I did. I did. I told him that he was doing a great job. I think he was preoccupied. But so next right. week, even <laughs> if we have next week, even if we have a one poem limit, if you bring one of those sonnets, you can read two. Because I would love to All hear right. one of the sonnets, awesome. and that's basically homework because it's done off of a uh, a workshop that we did. So you know you can read even if we have a one poem limit, you'll be able to read two. So that's something I didn't tell you guys earlier. If you do the homework I give you, or the writing assignments, or the exercises based on one of the assignments given over the last however many years, whatever, you know, if you've written to that, you can read two poems. That's the only exception. So right now we're doing just one, but if you bring homework or that with you, then you can read your homework and the regular poem. So just FYI. Sweet. All right, darling, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. All right. This is Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. Find me on Facebook. And uh, it's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on Facebook like page, Poet Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on YouTube, Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. Find me on palmhunter.com, it's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. Uh, I believe that's it. Awesome. All right, I look forward to hearing you next week, or if you want to call back in tonight, you're welcome to do so, okay? Uh, I'll probably be calling in here in a little while after everyone gets off. All right, hon. So, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Well, have all right. Have a great night. Thanks so much. You've been missed. Thanks, Eric. And uh, you're welcome. Thanks for everything, and I'll talk to you here in a bit. All right, Bye. hon. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code two five six two five six. You are on the air. Hello, Marla, and welcome back. Well, thank you, my dear. It is good, 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 good. Did I mention good to be back? <laughs> I'm just glad to hear your voice back, and I got one question. Yes. Did you come home with a happy heart? <laughs> I did. I did. Outstanding. That's the whole point of it. I, I, you know, it's really funny. Um, you know, just just kind of think something that makes you think. You said that it made me think about the, you know, I I had this two. I I've not I've not taken a vacation in a long time, and there's reasons for that um, that we won't get into. <laughs> but this this you know I've never missed a show, and for me to make the decision to miss two weeks in a row and do workshops, um, you know, during show nights w- was a big deal for me. You know, and it, it took a lot. I, I really, really agonized over that, you guys. You may not know that, but I did. You know, whether I could do this or not. You know, but in the at the end of it, it's like I needed to. I This is just something I needed to do. And I got to go out and spend some time with family, and it was incredible. And then I got to meander home, and I mean true meandering. Like, thank God uh, my daughter-in-law bought me an atlas. <laughs> because all the wrong turns I took, I didn't have cell phone signal or GPS or anything, and I would have been so lost, you know, had she not bought me that, <laughs> because I, wow. I seriously took the long, 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 long way home. And I had some planned things to do. And it's really funny because the the three things that I had actually planned were such disappointments, like oh, wow. mega mega disappointments you know that you would think that would ruin it 
but it was the, the in-between impromptu stuff was so amazing that it kind of made, in a poetic way, you know, the, the bad experiences of what I expected to do, you know, all the things that I was excited about disappointed me, and all the things that I didn't know I was going to discover excited me was kind of the lesson I learned there. And uh, so it was kind of cool. But what you said just made me think about that, and I don't know why I shared, but I did. I feel so much closer to you now. Well, I am glad you're back, and I am glad that you <laughs> had the adventure. I am. I'm glad it. And it, I think that that's probably true. We we get such a a buildup of what we've got scheduled and planned and all laid out, and then we go there, and it's somewhat anticlimactical. To where the spontaneous stuff is like right now, it's new and it's happening, you know. So yeah, I can it kind of describes that. everybody's prom night, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it, though? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I did, I was a good boy while you were gone, and I did do my homework. You always do your homework. You're always a good boy. <laughs> Why did it feel very naughty saying that? <laughs> I don't know. You're always a good boy. Okay, I'm over it. Yes, I always do my homework. You do. Hmm. You do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let them think what they want. Enjoy themselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted me to write something okay. about a creek, and I did. Okay. And this is called Creekside. Took me a trip to Old Gravely Springs. Go there time to time to ease my thoughts. Stratified layers of colored earth where eons of washout have worked the magic of nature sculpting. At the base, beneath exposed tree roots, a concrete box built with a notch knocked out. There, running through the rock, the gravel, and sands flows a spring. People come from miles for this. Summer swelter that could poach your brain, and that spring's water chill you to the bone. Always ice cold, always clear as crystal, always flowing to the creek, always. Quite a change between spring and creek. Spring as cold as an ice-down cooler, creek as warm as a bathtub. Walk the creek and see the multicolored stones, the tree greens and browns of woods. Feel the warmth of the creek flow on your feet as bird frogs, birds, and crickets serenade. Then the mad scamper of backward flyers, crawfish scatter to hide in rocks and crevices. Little minnows scoot by in shiny schools. A breeze picks up and moves the trees. The green canopy parts enough to allow peaks at a southern blue sky as it cools your brow. Small bass jump at bugs as brim dunk under logs. The constant sound, gentle water flow. The medley. This is a place to ease one's thoughts, unburden the soul of the day-to-day. 
like the journeying of gravely springs to the creek. Chill down the heat of the passions and woes. Find life's balance in the flow of both. In peace. That was such an absolute mastery of creating a seamless series of concrete images. I mean, that piece was absolutely amazing. You know, using the geology in it that that you did, um, you know, interweaving things that were familiar and tangible in our memories. Um, It was just phenomenal. You know, someday, and I mean this very sincerely, okay, so are you listening? I'm listening. Someday when we become the classics, and some kid is walking into a virtual bookstore and is poking around on the shelves and finds that dusty f- book of antique poetry from our era. Yeah. And it's going to say, you know, best of anthology for their era, whatever our era is going to be labeled. You're going to be one of the poems. That, that piece right there, that poem right there should be one of the poems in that book. Oh wow! Thank you. That that is probably one of the most surprising and awesome pieces of poetry I've heard in a while. I'm over here blushing like hell, young lady. Enough. <laughs> I loved that poem. You know, well, it it you. spoke to me. I love that poem. Thank you very much, and it's great to have you back. And since that was my homework, I would like to do one more thing. Okay. And this is something I got permission from Mr. Ron Whitehead to do, who was a poet. In fact, he was given the title of the original outlaw poet in uh, the the outlaw poetry group of, of Philip Tent Church. And what I'm going to read here is one that I really enjoyed, and I thought other writers and poets would enjoy it as well. It's the best, uh, the school of hard knocks is the best school of all. 14 suggestions for aspiring poets and writers, a work in progress. Number one, join a writing group, outgrow it as soon as possible. Number two, Dig deep into your childhood. Write the best and the worst memories. Embrace your past. Be at Otto Dictat. Teach yourself. The school of hard knocks is the best school of all. Learn everything you can about everything you're interested in. Learn things you don't even want to learn. Things that are not interesting, but are related to your poem, your story. Read everything you can get your hands on. Three, take classes, classes, classes on literature, poetry, prose, and on writing. Four, master grammar and scansion, the terrible mechanics of prose and poetry. Five, be a master skeptic. Doubt yourself and everyone else. Six, Be a master believer. 
believe in yourself and nearly everyone else. Seven, submit, submit, submit your work to every publication under the sun and moon. Eight, you're going to get rejected a million times. Get used to it. Suck it up. Develop your willpower. Quit whining. Be strong. Nine, gather your poems and stories into book manuscripts and send them to publishers, and when you're rejected, publish your own work. Ten, read, read, read your work out loud in private, in public, at open mics. Read, read, read your work out loud to dogs, cats, birds, people, to any and every one. Eleven, entertainment is central. Captivate your audience. Do you want to be bored by someone reading their poem, their story? Put all your energy you have to your reading. Sing your words. Even if you can't carry a tune, sing your work out loud. Listen for rhythm. Get rhythm. Build music into your poem, your story. Poems are stories that are dancing songs. Twelve, listen. Listening is the greatest art of all. By listening to others and to yourself, As you read your work out loud, you will become a better writer, a better editor. Thirteen. On the darkest, stormiest night of the year, take everything you've learned and get in a car and drive as fast as you can along the coastline with a deep cliff falling down to the pounding ocean and throw everything you have learned out the window while screaming as loud as you can, farewell, goodbye, then go your own way and start anew. Be your own original voice. Fourteen, never give up. In peace. You know, you've just basically did the outline of a whole series of workshops. (laughs) You think I'm joking, don't you? No, I don't. I don't. That's why I like that piece, because so much of it is a progression that I think a lot of writers and poets go through. You know, as we change, as we evolve, as, as we move on from one thing to another, that is something of the progression until eventually you reach the point where you go, you know what, I'm just going to be me and do this my way, with my voice. I think we all eventually reach that point. Mhm. Yep. I love the I love the submit, submit, submit. <laughs> you know, so many so many people don't understand the importance in doing that still. You know, it's so easy just to, you know, get a few likes on on uh, Facebook and 
go out and self-publish a book of poetry and sell 12 copies. And, you know, that that, that happened. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's... If you're serious about being a published writer, you know, about, you know, building that part of your craft, building it into that type of a career for yourself as a writer, it's important to have that resume. You know, it's it's one thing for us to say, oh, yeah, I like this poem. I'm putting it in the book. It's another thing altogether to send your work out there and put it in the hands of a stranger that's not on your friends list that, you know, isn't going to get scowled at with a little, you know, emoji con thingy because you didn't like my poem. You know, you didn't you didn't press like on that. You know, it, sending it to somebody who is has no reason to like you. You know, and having them tell you that that piece of writing you created is worth people reading. It's an amazing, amazing feeling. You know, and. You know, you're, you know, like, um, you know, you said it's going to, you're going to get a lot of rejections. You know, well, suck it up. You know, yes. uh, you're going to, you know, I, that's one of the workshops that I want to talk about is, you know, submitting poetry, why it's important, uh, and and why you get, re- you know, the the biggest fear of sending it out there is someone you know, is getting rejected. But there's a lot of reasons something can not get, you know, they they may have, you know, already had someone, you know, they may had five people submit poems on the eclipse. You know, they can only pick one of them. You know, it wasn't that your right. poem wasn't good enough, it's that they already had, you know, there's so many they could only print, you know, otherwise it would be the, the eclipse, and, eclipse anthology. You know, so there's lots of reasons why something doesn't get accepted. You know, there's right. lots of reasons why you should write a resume for your a writer's resume for yourself, a writing career. You know, start building that. You know, um, yeah. but you should think about that to do a short, to do, and you could even pre-record these on your computer if you wanted to. But to do a whole series out of that poem, with each 30-minute episode, you talking about, okay, this is number one. And then elaborate on it a little bit. Right. You know, go into the nuts and bolts of it. You know, the uh, the 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 hands-on blue collar. You know, you told me what to do. Now, how do I do it? You know, and you talk. You know, just go into a lot more detail on each subject. Would be a great thing. I would even do them with you. You know, uh, back and forth, whatever, and talk about you that. Know, It'd be fun. I, Think about it. Yeah, I am. And I was just sitting there thinking about the fourteen suggestions. Which are all, like I said, I think they're pretty much experiences that maybe not in the whole, but I think there are certainly, within those 14 suggestions, plenty that all writers and poets can relate to in their journey as writers and as poets. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if the idea of that workshop, that 30 minutes, if it weren't like a group discussion with different poets and writers to where you would offer up the suggestion and get a diverse perspective on how they view, you know, what their experience was or how they view that suggestion. You know, like, you like could the do, part you where could do that like as a call-in. 
Or you could do that yeah. by having a couple yeah. of guests on with you, but you don't ever want to leave all the lines open because because then you just get an, an orgy of people talking. So you would have to set those up in a way that you had a couple of people that could bounce ideas, you know, like a little round table thing. But, you know, as a general rule, you never want to have more than three people on an open mic at a time, on a live mic at a time, yeah. if that makes sense. Right. And I think I had an advantage when I first started, and the first group I ever joined was Elite Critique. One of the people there happened to be a lady named Cindy Lord. Now, she is a published author, but she is also an editor. And my poetry wasn't a problem. But I actually tried a couple of short stories, and she told me she, she liked the concept of it, etc., but I had to work on my punctuation, and I tended to be telly. And I had never understood what that meant until she explained it to me. And then I looked at my pieces and I began to realize, well, yeah, it is sort of that way. It really is, you know. But instead of, like you said, all the hearts and flowers and accolades that you get like with your likes and all that, she offered an actual critique. And I think her experience as an editor is what, you know, facilitated her being able to do that in a way to where, yeah, you know, and she also said, this is part of it. You have to have a thick skin because you're going to get rejected. And they're going to tell you why they don't like it. All right, so my critique for that piece. I'm going to give you my critique for that piece, okay? Okay. Okay. I would add a number 15. Ooh. A work in progress, so... The number 15. No, I'm going to write it for you. I'm going to tell you what it is right now. Okay. And the reason for it. The number 15 should be O. And number 15, by the way, don't forget the sunscreen. Do you remember that song? Do you remember that song? I'm trying to think of it. There was a song on the air for a long time. I think it was in the 80s or early 90s, um, where it was a guy that came on talking to kids, you know, about, you know, these are the lessons in life, you know, and running down this whole list. And it was an amazing song. And the very last thing he says, and don't forget the sunscreen. So... Anyone that knows that song, and it was pretty well known, I don't know, don't know where, where you were that you didn't hear it, but, <laughs> um, or maybe I'm just really showing my age. Um, but uh, adds, adds that, that unexpected little bit of twist of humor at the end. And anything that yes. ends, anything people experience that ends with a smile, they remember three yes. times more. Three or thirty—I don't remember. Something like that, but they remember it more. Ah, okay. I like that. Don't, and I'm going to have to send you that song because now I just sound, since you don't know that song, this whole thing sounds silly. I'm going to have to. I'm writing well, a note no, to I myself. Under, I understand the idea of it. Went through this entire list of things, and at the very end, oh, by the way, don't forget the sunscreen. Yeah. Almost as if it was, uh, you know, that last thing on the list was like a little afterthought. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. But I will find that right. and send it to you. Okay. Meanwhile, dear lady, on to the next. Tell everyone how to find you, baby. Huh? Tell everyone how to find you again. Oh, you can find me on Facebook, Stanley Phillips. Uh, occasionally at uh, Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit. Uh, I will be, I will have a poem coming out in the Garden of Poetry and Prose uh, early next week. World Poetry Open Mic. Of course, on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Um, I also <laughs> I also do spoken word with Inspiration Factory and on uh, Poetry in the Raw. And that's about it. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. Thank you. And welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you in a little bit. Call back in if you want to read another one, okay? All righty. All right, hon. Bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller uh, comes from, let me go ahead and give the next three. We'll have 832-540 and 256. All right. So 832, you're on the air. Hello, Miss Nyla. Hey, Soldier Blue Blue. How are you? Uh, I've been better, but I've been worse. So I'm doing all right. I <laughs> you guess. know, I usually let people introduce themselves, but I love saying Soldier Blue Blue so much that I always say it. <laughs> hey. Well, that was one of those. But I would always, well, be going back to where a lot of my crew. Uh, just an influence, let's put it that way, is uh, with Mr. Bob Ross and his happy accidents. <laughs> yeah, that's how I always look at that, that uh, mis- misnaming of myself. <laughs> so, it's okay. I don't mind. I don't try to take anything like that any, any kind of serious. But... um. Uh, just been looking at stuff and uh, what's been going on recently in terms of um, a lot of the events and not just uh, you know native events and is as such in terms of you know dealing with native people, but um, looking at things like the, the wildfires going on out there in uh, in um, California right now. And, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't get, uh, take into consideration. And, you know, because, cause, I mean, it's like anything, even though it's basically a fairly new form of terminology, you know, when when you hear the, 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 the words climate change automatically, you know, you have a lot of people rolling their heads in their eyes, eyes in their heads and so forth. And they just get the, that one, one, uh, idea and then they they just kind of like buzzworded out of their out of their uh, focus but i was thinking in terms of you know it's like okay you got some place like california which is definitely overpopulated in terms of population versus 
viable space. And what did they have to do to accomplish that? And then you take into consideration what was the climate or what were the things, what were the, what were the elements that made the climate that kept it going in terms of rainfall and, uh, you know, being in, not being in such a, a drought-stricken state um, as it is now. And, I, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you have to bring that back around to uh, humanity because, you know, they're the ones that cut down the trees and whatever else it was that allowed for the, the what was the necessary amount of rainfall to keep, every, keep everything from that uh, state of being. And um, interestingly enough, one of the things that came up in terms of the terminology in my uh, in my studies of my people's language was one that I I, I had you know I'd seen the original word which is or I should say the root word which is ugoon and that means ceremony. Uh, but there was another one and I hadn't actually looked at it before, and it's ugoon akobe, and that means proper respect for all things sacred. And that just really hit me when I was starting to look at the various things and the aspects of, you know, again, like things like the wild uh, fires going on out there in California. And then I don't know if you saw it or not, but there was a, a big, huge shifting of, of literally of land plates in uh, Italy recently. And I mean, there was just like no rain, no nothing to, as far as, you know, like uh, earthquakes or, or, or volcanic uh, mo- movement. But literally, the whole like mountainside uh, uh, and and all that was below it just started just moving. And it's like, what is that? <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm saying, so I'm saying, I'm looking at things like that, and it's like, what in the what in the world is going on out there? And so anyway, um, this this work basically is you know in thinking about a lot of that and. Um, it's called the ruinous of life's respect. With the saving of a life, there is that sense of being, a proper preferred respect for all things sacred. Through the mist of dreams calling, Stars falling, the death of dims, people forgot to ask about. As if the bright lights of our grace-filled night skies do not require a better understanding. Not scientific data, technologic disassembly is its own device. Divisiveness. No, knowledge for better understanding requires the silence of whispered thought teased from the edges of the frozen dark. The silent passage of divine sight. The even star performing its nocturnal dance and you in your generic smock stained with the indecencies of industry 
You can tell, such as I, nothing of that. I am the bear born of passages you have never known, veils and shadows you cannot see. Images as shapely in the sudden appearing darkness, radiating heat as if from the essence of the sun, just casting forth beams of the morning star. What would you? No, of that. Your telescopic comments are childish in their insolence and carry no import. Dance as you would in the frenetic chemical motions you induce within yourself. You cannot extinguish the flames, boy, that your ignorance demands. Bone fires at midnight. To save a life, we will save our earth and you as the byproduct of your penciled-in humanity in spite of your stupidity. Drought, what an ingenious plan for water conservation. Not. Moringa Trago, our earth is sacred and you are foolish children. We are the ghost road born, and it is we who will quell our mother's ire, guiding even so our people's home. And you will learn to respect things sacred. Proper respect for all things sacred. It is done. This is what I have been told. Are you still there, Soldier Blue? Oh, yeah, yeah. I said end peace. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I didn't hear that part. Oh, okay. Then they're thinking, did we lose him? Do I keep talking? Is he going to start reading? Did he lose his place? What's going on? (laughs) And you're all casual about it. Yeah, I'm done reading. I'm just going to sit back and kick my feet up. I don't care if she talks or not. (laughs) I'll sit her all night long. I can play this game with her. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Well, let's put it this way. And, and, you know, I'm sad to say, but I'm just. I'm just saying, you know, just in, kind of like what my mind does when you say that is that, you know, when I, with the with, with the words of my people's language, I always hear the echoes. So, you know, I was just kind of basically sitting watching the echo ripples of the the words just kind of moving outward. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was a great piece. And you know what I, you know what I love most of all? It doesn't matter how grumpy you are when you call in. I always can get you to laugh by the time you're done. (laughs) That's my goal in life, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I do my best, you know. I just try to 
try to keep walking forward. Sometimes it's not as easy as it used to be, but, you know, I keep trying. You know. There you have it. Well, I love your piece, and I'm excited that you read it tonight. So I want you to tell people how they can come over, and you, Mr. Sergeant Blue Blue with the real name, like a porn star, how they can find you. Ah, well, you know. <laughs> well, as a, as a, the, you look for Rafe Wild, and uh, Wild is spelled W-I-L-D-E, and, it, and then in parentheses it says Soldier Blue and there. And um, that's me. And you, right now, just Facebook. And uh, I did, I've been trying to figure out some kind of something or other with the, some of the recording software available. It's just kind of it's kind of disappointing to me that that uh, YouTube went the way that they did in terms of how you could upload your uh, stuff, you know, with the little webcam that they used to have. I mean, I know some people had problems with it, but to, to me, it was just really a simple way of of just you know get in there you put on a you know microphone and you you uh, you know do whatever you're going to do and then you upload it and that's it now it's a case of you got to do something else to do this to do that and jump through five hoops and then come back and oh then you can upload it like man that's just a pain <laughs> in the butt man you know it's like what's up with all that nonsense man new fangled so. contraptions yeah, you know, hey, you're, well, let's put this way. You're talking to somebody who's still looking at at times, looking for P for print, you know. So <laughs> all that other all that other stuff is just like I don't I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> and even if you tell me, I'm not going to figure it out. <laughs> so you know, it's just like I just That's uh, funny. I do what I do, and I try to I try to you know find something that I can uh, you know at least you know halfway use. So keep working at it but i appreciate you letting me come on miss nyla and uh you know i you know didn't uh, actually plan to do the preamble but i just thought it was necessary in terms of you know like basically giving people a little bit of where i was coming from with that particular piece and what i see going on around me so there you are well it was awesome all right my dear we will talk to you next week I will be here because they're, uh, oh, just as a thing, and uh, this is just an FYI, and I won't take too much more time, uh, but I just wanted to say something at least, and that is simply the fact that uh, 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 I haven't heard too much about it in terms of in, uh, uh, anything currently, but I know that it's it's kind of brewing in the background, and that is to say that uh, round two of what happened in uh, 2016 with uh, Dave Archambault as the uh, Tribal Council Chairman of uh, Standing Rock is about to have another act to the scene, so to speak, in uh, South Dakota with Harold Frazier as the Tribal Chairman of the Cheyenne River Sioux people. And uh, Keystone uh, has already contacted them and said, oh, by the by, we're we want to start dropping uh, uh, off our equipment and stuff along the route where we want to put in this pipeline. And uh, Mr. Frazier was kind enough to give them back a one sentence on uh, uh, tribal letterhead uh, reply, which uh, basically stated, uh, we will be waiting. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm going to tell you, I, you know, uh, Harold versus uh, Dave. Um, Dave is more, was more the ambassador and envoy of the two of these guys. But Harold is just a straight-up warrior, and you're not going to have to look for him. He's going to be right up in front. You know what I'm saying? And when he says something like that, he's not playing. I mean, they've already they've already basically put him in a position to where you know he basically feels like, uh, aside from the 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 health issues of, of bad water, you know, the the, the state of South Dakota has uh, tried to ban basically uh, public protest in large part, and so you know that you know already is telling him you know uh, Mr. Fraser that that uh, you know going to get rough so it's you know i i just keep looking out for my folks man you know because i mean i know i understand exactly what he's going through and trying to keep his people going and it's not an easy thing so i just wanted to say that you know if you know if you can and even if you only just you know you do your do your bit i mean all you know, everyone in terms of you know doing a bit in terms of public awareness. I mean that that's 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 you know that's that is very helpful. You know, we're not asking we're not asking you to get directly involved if you don't feel like that's your calling. But if you could at least you know just maybe get created that little bit of further public awareness, that would be very helpful. So awesome information. That's awesome. all I wanted to. Say about that. And as I get more detail, or as I know more things, I will obviously be writing in that vein and also uh, imparting it to people. Very cool. Appreciate it, sweetie. Yes, ma'am. All right. Tell everyone how they can find you again. Oh, okay. Uh, you can find me at uh, <laughs> Rafe Wild uh, on face, uh, Facebook, and in parentheses you'll see Soldier Blue Blue, and that's me. So there you have Very it. Cool. All right, Soldier Blue, appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Nyla. All right, hon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our next three callers come from area code 540-256 and 504. So 540-256-504. So 540, you're on the air. Hey, Hi. Hey, hi. <laughs> How are you, sweetie? Yes, I'm doing fine, and I want to be, um, I want to be obedient and say this is Miss Automatic Charismatic, who loves Nyla. <laughs> yes, Thank you, my, my dear. Name. My name is Miss Automatic Charismatic that loves Nyla. Um, <laughs> I just want to say I'm sending my uh, lost a great poet uh, today. Uh, King uh, Charles King Kaitu Wilson, and uh, he has influenced me uh, in my poetry. Uh, he's like uh, one of the greatest people I've ever talked to. Um, as far as freestyle, you know, he I really learned a lot because I was scared of freestyle poetry, and I learned a lot from him. He meant a lot to me. Uh, and the way I did poetry, he was one of the biggest inspirations, man. And I'm like, you know, he's gone, so young. Um, you know, 
And uh, he might have been 40 or something like that, or uh, just so young, you know. That is really young. So I'm going to do a, a tribute to him. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to start. I'm sorry. Okay. So please, yes, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, I'm going to do uh, using the police, okay? Every move I make, every breath I take, every move I make, I'll be missing you. Every move I make, every breath I take, every single day, I'll be missing you. Yes, and every breath. See, I learned something. I learned how to freestyle. So let me go ahead and show my freestyle what I've learned, like you. And I know it's just the chill. So this word is like I'm about to go ahead and make it pure and do it like a rock. But, of course, I'm going to stay in, in tune what was asked to be done. Like the sun twisting eyelids, like giving her the promise of juice to let loose. Because everything is friction with no contradiction. I'm like, every time when I go into her and see what mentions my name, exclaim the future. In response, of course, the power of the hour. And I'm like the feeling in her shower. She could always get next to me. My apologies. Maybe every time when you stand alone and you need me by Without me to postpone I'm like you're frozen Open your liquids And I'm like My words are naked with valid And valid So I want to twist everything Like you're okay to persuade Because my words are sprayed to invade I want to milk Everything behind your skin As I blend Because I might give you something To make sure that you comprehend I want to make it safe for your place, ready to find another way to escape, ready to give you the faith that I'm about to do all the nasty things to your body. I'm like the rhythm and the sauce, show you that I'm a real boss. The exhaust, when the blowing the smoke, because I'm no joke, because when it's time to get in, I'm like tearing off the roof so you may salute. My contributions are yours, so I make the big scores. You would think that I was playing football, making that pass, and you catch. I'm in the, I'm in your end zone, so you're never alone. I'm like the different zone, so when I make you moan, it's like I break your bone inside. It's like the feeling of a feeling. When I make my name jump up to the ceiling, you know my breath every time they take because you awake because I'm about to make your whole body shake. It's everything that you break and we make noise. It's like the world can hear us like knocking on the door and making too much noise. Maybe like your voice chords just start open. Maybe I'm like your deeper to your emotion because I'm like the birds that have chosen. When you got the feeling, even when you're like putting the soap on and you're like washing, I'm like... Go ahead and let me take the soap. I'm like a soap opera. I'm like the action with the drama, and I make everything lip 
Gloss like the tea white tea of saliva. I'm like the deep. Your noise belongs to me. Stranger things have happened. Reaction in the closed caption. I'm like the words. And my words are so naked and the valid, valid to come into your situation. When you sleep, it's like you need me. It's like you need me to make it clear. So you need me to be your teddy bear because I open you up like a galaxy to, to all your fantasies. And it's so amazing right into your face. So, yes, my teacher has taught me a lot. Every move I make, every breath I take, every move I make, I'll be, I'll be missing you and watch you smile with the profile, with everything your style. Even if I'm watching you, I'm like I'm spotting. Even like this revolution war when when we are getting shot at and we're trying to go ahead and have a way to protect us because the birds is coming out the enemy's mouth but out the no remedy of this situation. And with the president that doesn't even recognize and don't let our words evaporate, trying to have the same kind of freedom to like God would want us to have. But can we relax? Can I be a black and maybe smile like the one day that if I get pulled over, I don't have to look over my shoulder and show my license so it won't be no violence against me or my people? I just want to be equal in this society, and my words is like holding a variety. Every move I make, every single day, every life I make, I'll be missing you. You see, that's what he brought to me. And that's what Mr. Automatic Charismatic became to be. And that's how the words have came to chose to the voice of the world and the world to reopen to the sky. And he says, hi, with this smile. And the smile is like going down the aisle. I know how worthwhile his words were meant to be for the world that I could ever be free. Now the teacher is gone, but his legacy continues. As he would say, in each, I say, every move you make, every breath I, every move you make, I'll be missing you. Mr. Automatic Charismatic, the lyrical lynching, the one that inspired it for me to say this, in drive. And that's in Palm? Yep. Absolutely amazing tribute. You know, I always, whenever we lose somebody, we think of them as gone. You know, but I think something that we do as artists, you know, when we go from one place to wherever our next is, um, look at the fingerprint left behind. The lives touched, the lives changed, the, you know, to inspire. You know, that's not gone. Right. Yes, indeed. You know, yes. and and I love that you brought him here tonight and shared that, and and uh, I just appreciate it, honey. 
Oh, I appreciate you for giving me a platform that you had. You know, I was crying, really, because, uh, you know, I was doing a, um, a live show, and uh, I, I, I didn't plan on having a tear, but it just uh, took, uh, I just thought about how you inspired me as a poet. Um, the one thing I believe in, in the poetry community, this always could be like somebody's like a mentor. Even our best and our best is always, Somebody's a mentor, um, and I love what you do for the poetry community as well. I just thank you for what you do. You give us a challenge, and um, I love everything your whole demeanor and what you do for what you mean for poetry as well. Well, I appreciate that, and just appreciate you. Just love uh, you dearly, uh, and. Uh, Look at you, got me smiling. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, shame on me. What was I thinking? I'm glad that you enjoyed your vacation. I did. You know, I could tell you how much, but you would think so nerdy of me, you know. But, oh, it was amazing. Oh, that's that's great. You know, sometimes you need a vacation to help you um, regroup. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It helps your mind get your mind a, a way to be, you know, to be free, and then you can come up with more ideas for yourself. You know, so that, that's great. You know, it, it's really weird. I I gave myself seven days. Actually, I gave myself. I planned out eight days to do a twenty-one hour drive. So from from Colorado to uh, home was 21 hours, and I gave myself seven days, eight days to drive that and get lost along the way. And it was absolutely incredible. If somebody has never done that, forget the agenda, you know, just set a point A and a point B and give yourself a week to get there. Wow. I I, I want to say this. Um, you know, I, um, I, I was going to truck driving jobs and uh, given no opportunity, and now um, I'm get, I'm about to go ahead and get opportunity. I've been told no several times. I still have a CDL. But I was known. I was told no several times, but he um, was the type of person that you know influenced me to you know to stay hungry. No, he has a team hungry and just stay hungry and and keep going at it. You know, like you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I don't want to take up too much time. Uh, do you want me to tell everybody where you can find me, or please tell everyone where? Yes, they have to come find you. Okay, you can find me at the One Boss Movement at uh, www. Uh, Look at Glass Entertainment dot WordPress dot com or www dot com. I'll put this show on my WordPress, uh, one of the episodes. You know, um, and you can find me on Viper uh, Network on TalkSue. I do shows there too, and I have uh, I'm Larry Shepherd on uh, Facebook, and I have tons of Facebook pages. So uh, much love, God bless, and you keep doing your thing, Miss Lady. <laughs> I will. Thank you very much, sweetheart. You are. Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye.
Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Hello, darling. Hey, sweetie. How are you? (laughs) I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm kicking. I am blessed. It is good to hear from you. Introduce yourself to everyone, please. Oh, really? Yeah. Keep them guessing. (laughs) Melissa Dean. A.K.A. Angel of Love. Mhm. It has been how long? I don't. I can't count that high. Sometimes. We have missed you. Nobody's asked me to. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad to hear your voice. I am so glad you're here. Welcome, honey. Oh, I'm glad to be here too. Rashley, you might hear some back, a little bit of background noise because. Mom wanted to bring bring me out to eat because I'm, I'm moving around now. So, and I heard you were on a nice vacation. I vacation was. Vacation was fun. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. It was it was awesome. I've heard this. <laughs> Vacations in my life end up in well, yeah, but that's okay. Let's me know more about how I want to live. If you don't know what happened. I'll have to tell you. I'll be doing a live video. Yes, it's true. I had a heart attack. I'm and glad you're doing better by now. The grace, by the grace of God is the only reason I'm here. The only reason I'm here. And um, that just makes me more thankful and feeling more alive and Wanting to get to that bucket list, so. <laughs> Have you written a poem about well, your bucket list yet? Oh God, no! I, I, I. Actually, that was the week ago today. So I've been working on healing up and the emotions and everything I'm still going through. So, I actually I haven't written since my last one on the phone to heaven. It's been a minute. That's okay. It's been a minute, I'm but, just, I, you know. I'm so glad you're doing okay. And, you know, what a scary thing to go through. Oh, that, that, there's going to be something written about it. That was traumatic. It was. Yeah. I, yeah. I get working with <laughs> No, it's sad. Stop the freaking pain. And, uh, going in and out of it. It was, it was, it was horrifying no doubt no, I won't lie so, and a lot of people's like not not Missy not, not Melissa what no yeah anything can happen um, and of course Automatic is a good friend of mine as well and so we're all going through our little poet community knowing Mr. Charles Beast King baby and um, so we are you know, mourning over him, which I know we do it backwards. It's supposed to be excited that they're going to heaven. That they're getting out of the chaos of here. But at the same time, I feel glad I'm still here. I am too. We all are. And, what do you um, have tonight, my dear? I guess 
I get to I get to stick around and bug people the way I do. Everybody calls me. <laughs> Please do bug me lots. <clears throat> no, I'm gonna be sassier, just so you know. I have a poem. I got some that when when uh, Beef King, King Keju was um, he had been sick too, um, but he was sending me some. He he would send me invoices. He and like um, Automatic said he was more of a uh, he was more of a freestylist. Very good at it. A warm hearting soul. He he never gave up on anybody that wouldn't give up on themselves. And he taught me some things as well. But this is one he had put in an inbox to me and that wanted to, as well, to the tribute my way tonight. And it kind of goes along with some things. You'll get it. So, um, hi. My emotions becomes illusions. Stepping in front of my intentions, creating false interpretations. When I want to speak to my people, yes, I'm emotionally awkward. I get frustrated while expressing myself, wanting wanting say what I mean, but unable to mean what I say. I say, have a habit of neglecting myself. So I apologize constantly over being awkward. Emotions within like head-on train collision. So without warning, in mere seconds, I make split decisions. So forgive me in advance for chances that I missed, hands that I should have grabbed, lips I should kiss, deals I should have finished, love I should have expressed, forgiveness I should have given. And for the tears that I've suppressed. But I'm better now, wiser now, more confident, and my awkward awkwardness is less of a major factor. My heart overflows with the joy of my days, filled, laughed, all the emotionally awkward. I say this, it's been a month, a month time coming out, coming, but just know. Oh, a change will come. That is in peace. That was phenomenal. That was absolutely an incredible piece to hear tonight. You did fantastic, honey. It's going to be well missed. But hey, there was several of them, and that one I had to bring out tonight. And and why I kept looking at my mom going, I'm going to say hi to Nyla, because this literally made a change in me as well. This past week, I love you with all my heart, Nyla. I'm glad I you love got you a too. And that things are going well, and I miss you. Shoot me over an email and let me know all the details, what's going on, what I can do, okay? You got it, baby. And we're finally, we're still on One Positive Way Radio. We keep it going the best we can. Steve's going through his thing. We love him dearly. Um, basically, the gospel we do on the weekend, Sundays, between 8 and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a Dr. Barbara 
that gospel truth force is bringing one tonight. I mean, Sunday night. I apologize. <laughs> and you can find me on Facebook under Melissa Lavender Dean, Angel of Love. And Very everything cool. else in between. <laughs> <laughs> and all those things all together. <laughs> I'm out there. Yes. All right, baby girl. We love you dearly. Thank you so much. And please, please come back and read and shoot me an email, okay? I will shoot you an email. I think I still have your number, so I will as well. So we, you got it. And um, when I can, because I'm going to be working a little bit later again coming up. So definitely we will talk. All right, honey. Thank you so much. Love you, babe. Love you too, honey. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 504. 504, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing well. It is phenomenal to hear from you. Introduce yourself to everyone, please. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Olo. Um I'm from New Orleans, and um, I'm a poet. Awesome. What are you going to read tonight, sweetheart? Um, I'm going to read something that um, I just came up with. Most of my writings are just, you know, some of them are just sporadic. They just come up, and I just start writing. And um, I, I... I use a lot of the creative energy, which is, you know, the sexual energy. And I like to use a lot of that in some of my poetry. But um, tonight I'm going to read something that's uh, a mixture. Um, This one is called In Your Pages. Come here. Let me lay in you. As I go through your index, flip through the next page to show you, to show me what's next, let me lay in you, flip you over to rub you from cover to cover. I pick just this one. You love it when I'm real thorough, blowing my mind, laced with hypnotizing gestures. Let me lay in you. To to get grabbed by the esoteric secrets. Agents aim to burn you for releasing me from mental imprisonment. Gratitude for the truth in black and white. With messages taken from inside at this very moment. Let me lay in you. I know you can't speak. Overloading me with words from the deep. Let me lay in you. You may come with instructions. Laid up where they be hushing. Let me lay in you. Gushing with information. To keep me from the mundane stagnation. Let me lay in you. With divine with patience and divine direction. Telling me stories through your pages. Let me let me lay in you. A holding true religion. Beloved soul grabber, I'll put you up safe. Grab another 
and you'll be happier. For your pages are eternally with me. Love to unlearn me. Farewell until we may meet soon. In between your pages, with slow greeting, peace, and poem. Very beautiful example of that. Just a beautiful intimacy. Just great, great, great read. Thank you. You are very welcome, my darling. So, do me a favor. You know the drill. Tell everyone how to find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, that's the only social site that I have. Um, it's on, um, I think what I have, um, I changed so many names. Um, you can just, I think you can find it under OLOL. I think you can find it under my title. Uh, it's O-L-O. The last title is E-L. All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. I hope you can come back next week, okay? I will. Thank you. You're welcome, love. Bye-bye. Okay. That was fun. I just totally lost the whole board there for a minute. Didn't know if I was going to be able to see you guys again. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. Hang on just a second. Let me make sure I've got this here. All right, next caller. I just took that take 419. Let me check 419. 419, have you been on? No, I have not yet. <laughs> Hi, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nyla. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank Welcome you. It's so good to hear from you. Uh, my whole, I, I totally lost my whole board, and so I, I was trying to remember where I was at. So, I yeah, no, I you did not you did not get me tonight. Normally, I call in earlier, and I was listening to your show for forty five minutes. I'm like, I'm not in the host queue because <laughs> I called Uh-oh. before eight o'clock. Yeah, so I was naughty. <laughs> it's been so long, I forgot to hit the one button. <laughs> well, that's my fault. It's good to hear from you. Oh well, thank you. Uh, been been doing good, I guess. Work's keeping me busy, so that's a good thing. Can't think a lot, so that's even better for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, in the construction industry, and right now it's just the busiest time of year, so I feel like you know I should be eating pea soup and spitting it like the exorcist. <laughs> oh, but you don't know whether to answer email or text. Your phone's going off. You're texting messages from customers, and then you got like you know your computer's going off, and then your phone's ringing, and then your personal phone's ringing, and then employees are there, and oh my gosh. I'm telling you, the exorcist. <laughs> uh, never funny. a dull moment in the office. <laughs> um, tonight I have a piece that I wrote as a song, and so I'm just going to read it, but it's like a lyrical. I wrote it with the lyrics and, and um, thought in mind when I wrote it. And I don't have it titled yet because this is just like the rough draft piece. Uh, and if anybody doesn't know who I am, I'm Shelly Gambino. <laughs> so are you ready? I am ready. Okay. If the sun don't shine tomorrow, know I woke up loving you. Although no words were spoken, I never felt so loved by anyone like I do with you. It's in the way you touch me and your smile oh so true. 
I never loved a moment more than the ones I share with you. In life, there are many reasons, some we may never know, but I thank God for every one what might come down my road. The journeys we are all on and the choices that we make. One more thing I can thank God for is to have a chance at a second shake. An angel I encountered whose heart is warm and true. In my life, my greatest gift was God brought me to you. And if the sun comes up today, I'll be thankful for the gift. Another day to spend with you would be my last request. And if the sun comes up today, I'll be thankful for the gift. Another day to spend with you would be my last request because if the sun don't shine tomorrow, know I woke up loving you. Although no words were spoken, I never felt so loved by anyone like I do when I'm with you. End peace. Aw, that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That was seriously beautiful. Aw. All right, my darling. It is really good to hear from you. I'm glad you're here tonight. And uh, I want you to tell everyone how they can find you. <laughs> Shelly Gambino um, on Facebook. If you want to send me a message explaining who you are, I can accept it. Um, and then also Shelly Gambino, in, uh, I'm on SoundCloud. I went down there the other day and looked at a whole bunch of uh, stuff that I had written. Everything that's on there I wrote, there might be a song or two that I didn't write um, that I just tried to sing. But anyway, um, I... Uh, it's all it's all stuff that I've written. I'm not saying I'm the best singer in the world, but I like I'm proud of the words and stuff like that. So if anyone wants to check it out, it's Shelly Gambino at SoundCloud, and I am the girl in the red dress in the tree. <laughs> oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yep, that's me. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Yes, I will definitely be on again. <laughs> And thank you for Very letting cool. me on your show. All right, you You're welcome, evening. honey. Thank, thank right, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Jesus, awesome. All right, our next caller comes from area code 646. 646, you're on the air. Hi, good evening. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, enjoying the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to give me a name for today. Um, Joseph Nathaniel King. Um, <laughs> and I'm here. Well, I am glad you're here, and I cannot wait to see what you're going to share with us tonight. Okay. Um, I'm going to get into it. Loss, being uniquely able to withdraw from the normal thoughts of the unseen. Dreams from the dreamer mention how deep a teardrop could fall. She's in a state of mind of brilliance, especially when the sky is sunset beautiful. Slice the edges of my poetic mental puzzles of pictures. I'm mounted to the fountain of mountains, I shake in the sips. How could they say they know you when they can't breathe the bridges you cross just to live? They can't forget nor forgive themselves because you're 
existence still misunderstood to the mind of mankind, to the mind that's unkind to a man that's unkind. The rhythm of blues is like tipping a shoe, I mean, a shoe, I mean, your thoughts, I mean, fill your cup to the brim without folders. I've been unfold, untold, and sold for just a penny. But my penny has now increased with interest, and they can't buy it back. No peace. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you. To God be the glory. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You drop some seconds. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that well, was cute. I was kind of skeptic about reading it because it's, you know, when you write differently than when you're not used to writing and you just write something, it's, it's kind of weird because it's like, where did this, not where did this come from, but just how am I going to deliver it? When am I going to deliver it? What voice, what frequency, what, what, the, what level of passion or Unpassionable, you know. So you always, um, it's, it's not being a, a overcritic or overthinking, but it's just um, trying to be comfortable in your uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Very good, my darling. All right, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Sure. Um, Joseph Nathaniel Chang um, on Facebook. On I guess you can give uh, Google my name, and I, I found stuff that I I've done and you know 20 years ago, and I was like, wow. But um, I just thank God to to be able to write, to be able to express, and to be able to um, to not have fear to come in front of people and express it. It's good to be different. Sometimes it's better to stand out than to be in a crowd of people who don't like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right, hon. Fantastic job. Thank you. You're very welcome. One more time, your Facebook page? Sure. Joseph Nathaniel King, Jr., Very cool. All right, Joseph, great job, honey. And you'll be here next week? Of course. (laughs) Happy girl. I am now. All right, (laughs) so awesome. We'll talk to you then, sweetie. Okay, thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right. It's really hard to juggle two things at the same time. My board keeps going out, and so I'm trying to do the technical stuff to keep my board going and talk and carry it on. I can tell it. Yeah, don't do that, folks. Okay. All right. Next caller. Area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Yes. How are you, Nina? I am doing awesome. How are you, my dear? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I'll just be waiting my turn. Well, it is your turn. Okay. 
Okay, uh, I'm going to read you this poem. Anyway, my name is Granville. Granville out in North Carolina. Well, in North Carolina, coming to St. Kitts, Nevis, Caribbean Islands. But I'm going to read this poem for you. This poem is called Wisdom, My Lover. I have loved knowledge all my life. Followed her. Quoted her, wooed her, loved her from a distance, up close and personal. Ever the focus of my gaze, I loved or cherished none more. This morning as I awoke, opened my eyes, and there she laid beside me, my lover. Soundly asleep she lay, and I am comforted. Wisdom stands God at my door and acknowledges my rising. With understanding round and about, ever present the glory of God, my benefactor and strength of my life. The morning favors me. No strange bedfellows here, as love is in the ear. We frolic and play under the auspices of the Almighty God Himself, and there is no higher power. Thank you very much. Beautiful piece, sweetheart. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think this is the first time I read it. I read it. So how many pieces I get? One? Somebody's trying to get a hold of you. Somebody's trying to get a hold of me? Yeah, didn't you hear your phone buzz? Yeah, yeah, I heard it buzz. (laughs) All right, honey, tell everyone how to find you once more. What did you say? Tell everyone how to find you again. Oh, yeah. I, yes, you can find me at uh, Granville John Hedrington on Facebook and Instagram. And you can purchase my work at any iTunes, Spotify, and most streaming and downloading media. Just Look for Granville, and you can download my work, and there'll be more coming all the time. Yeah, I stay coming. Thank you very much. Thank you, Naila. Thank you. You are very welcome, sweetheart, and we will talk to you soon, honey. Great job. Bye-bye. Bye, hon. All right. Our next caller is Granville. Our next caller comes from area code two five six. Two five six, you're on the air. Two five six, are you with me? All right, let's go ahead and mute that one again. Let's go ahead and bring on area code seven one six, seven one six, are you there? Yes, I'm here. 
How are you? Okay, welcome to the show. This is Sean. How's it going? It's who? This is Sean. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Hey. Yeah. I am doing absolutely wonderful. It is really good to hear from you. Yeah. 
Are you there? Yeah, right here. Okay, do me a favor, honey, because we're having a hard time hearing you. Tell everyone how they can find you. Okay. I have uh, a... Hello? Um, um, back up. Um, people, S C A I on L A B E L, and then I have a a, a, a blog um, the purity of the flow.wordpress.com you can find me on there as well and uh, just uh, Facebook uh, Sean Lebel S-E-A-N-L-L-E-B-E-L Awesome and I'm putting the link into the chat room for you right now Sean so that they can grab it out of there. And seriously, it has been, I, you know, I think about you all the time. I wonder what's going on with you and how you're doing and all that. And uh, so it is just, it's just awesome to hear from you. I am so happy right now. I've missed you. Thanks. <laughs> um, you have a good night. You too, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Okay. Bye, Sean. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code five eight five. Five eight five, you're on the air. Hello, hi, this is Doug Curry. Hello, Mr. Curry. How are you, sweetheart? Well, I'm glad to be with you right now. Glad to be with all of our listeners and participants on this show. Um so to begin with, my name is Doug Curry, and the easiest way to find me, you can find me on Facebook under Doug Curry or under Blacks and Blues, which is the name of my radio program, which airs on Friday nights, New York time at 9 o'clock till midnight at org. The show airs for one hour on Saturday nights at 10 o'clock Chicago time at WDCB.org. I can be found on my Facebook page, Doug Curry, or Blacks and Blues. I also do a lot of writing and contributing on the the, uh, website, All Poetry. And uh, so that's where I had recently got myself a front-page entry with this poem this past week. Uh, It's described this way, the rise, demise, an enterprise of a community of color, all colors, in the Bronx. I was born in Harlem, and our family, blackest Harlem of the 1950s, and our family moved to the Bronx in 1960, the same year that's depicted in Robert De Niro's movie, Bronx Tale. If you saw the movie, it's pretty true to life. Two phrases you should be familiar with to go into this form. One is blockbusting which is a practice that the realtor is engaged in by forcing the uh, rental or purchase of a, of a house on a particular street, by a, on an all-white street by a black family to send the others fleeing and devalue the property 
and turn that area into a slum that they profited from, blockbusting. The other thing to be familiar with is Boogie Down, because that's the pulsation of the Bronx, which involved in five boroughs in New York. The Bronx is deemed to have the most flavor and the most diversity and an irrepressible nature. All that said, I have a poem that's called Busted Blocks to Boogie Down. I put this in a contest that only asked for something that was a 10-year span. The contest was about 10 years, just right about 10 years. And in 10 years, we went from blockbusting to boogie down in the Bronx. Here it is. A decade of changing times, we reached to outer space. While our inner city space, a revolution was brewing. Bed-Stuy and Harlem were bursting at the seams, and blocks were busted every day, opening up the Bronx. Ten years of changing times, the Bronx changed the most. Oh, dream a dream of baseball days, of mantle and maze and street ball played with a stick and a small bean. When Italian ice and pizza slice or a movie only cost you a quarter. Schools and streets had numbers, and the numbers were good. Blue slacks, white shirts, and red ties for Wednesday assemblies and graduations from schools in our own neighborhoods. Came the invasions, stones, and rocks. The Brits and the Mods were pushed back by raunchy soul music and the shingling, salsa and bacata at Hunk Point Palace. We came in tray bags or pay a deuce for skag. Firemen feel in the park by the zoo, wherein lions and elephants stalked memories, and so were as one with the neighbors whose blackness was once turned beautiful. Our angry nation burned and future went dark. The stately courtyard buildings became shambles of rent control. Last hope for tenants whose welfare was never well and whose homes had no relief. From the demise and obsolescence of care, place no longer fit for landlording. Miles of blocks whose eerie skeletal remains were all that remained, burnt out, burnt out buildings and used up tuned out unwilling warriors, swelling the courts, the jails, the morgues, casualties of a war on drugs where drugs won. In this losing battle, the people hung on, children of immigrants, white, black, brown, and yellow, a special hidden force of spirit driving them on, no doubt the rumbling of the Jerome Avenue line pulsating in a beat took Boogie down and home. Fantastic piece, honey. You know, every time when you call in, when you call in, it's instantly this is the visual I got in my head, okay, when I heard it was you. It was like I slid back in my chair and almost had the had the image of buckling my seatbelt because I never know where you're going to take us, but you're taking us on a journey. You're taking us someplace tangible. You know, you you make your memories real for us. You make these things that you talk about concrete, for a better use of very cliche word, but it's the one I grabbed. So that's what you get. Um, you know what I mean. You just it's you have yeah. an incredible way of picking me up and setting me down right in the middle of of the action of what's going on and what you're talking about. You make it that real. It's incredible. Well, you mentioned the word cliches, and here's one. 
that the truth is stranger than fiction is also more interesting. It's also more <laughs> credible. And so there's, so there's so many things that you can imagine, but then you have to check them 10 different ways to see that they all were compatible and that they made scientific and actual reasonable sense to be in the same place at the same time. When you're working with a memory and a memory that you have an emotional attachment to, you not only know what happened, it's not a far-fetched dream, and you also know how it felt. And hopefully that's what I hope have to come across, something that I felt that maybe if I do it well enough, you can feel a little bit of. You, you do. You definitely accomplished that. Well, Fantastic. I appreciate the opportunity to do it on your show. <laughs> uh, do me a favor, my sweetheart. Tell everyone how they What's can go find you and get to know your work because they really should. They really need, um, I mean, you're a phenomenal poet, and they really need to come over, and I, I think that you're an important poet of our peers. Um, you have a very important yeah. message, a very important way of, of writing about slice of life, what I call slice of life. So I hope they come over and check you out. Well, yeah, once again, you can find me on uh, on Facebook. And on Facebook, you know, there's a section that, that says notes, okay? If you go to my page and go to notes, I have a lot of poems in the notes. But you can find more of my poetry because I just use it as a repository because otherwise, you know, poets will have a poem on a matchbook cover and one on the inside of, of, of a newspaper, you know. So you got them scattered everywhere, so I decided to use some of these websites as a place where I could just, just hold them all, organize them all. So uh, allpoetry.com is where I've chosen to do that. I kind of enjoy being there. And I would recommend it to anyone who's listening. Very cool. All right, hon. Fantastic job, well, Doug. Once again, it's my pleasure. And I would just have you know that anytime you don't find me here on Thursday night, you could feel good that I'm somewhere doing something good. <laughs> There's got to be something good, or else I would be here. <laughs> you know, you have to have input in order to have output. So, you know. <laughs> that's, that's true. I'm I'm going. I'm out gaining input so I can bring the output here. That's true. Exactly. That's a good way exactly. To put it. How can you write about life if you don't live life? Yeah. Yeah. We did a we had an opening of a play tonight that's going to run the next three nights and uh, you know nobody died up there so I guess we did okay and we get stronger as we go along but that's what I've been working on the last so long that I haven't been here every Thursday I'm uh, involved in a couple of dramatic productions and that that takes a lot of time memorization and you know staging and blocking and all those things I recommend to anybody who's got a story to tell. There's no right being a poet, you can write a story, you can write a feeling, but being an actor you can be that for just that moment. And if if you haven't tried it, just try it in the mirror. Just try it. I I couldn't agree with you more. I should make that like a T shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug. I hope all is is well with you. I know you have many exciting things that you're involved in. I'm just going to keep my eye on you. That's all. You might find you pop up in the strangest of places. The only reason I'll be there is because you're there. (laughs) I love you so dearly. You have no idea. You're just, you are, you are one of the, you know, you go through life and, and 
you know you carry this little little bag of of gems that you find and you know tucked away in your pocket and you're definitely one of my little gems you're you're one well, of my thank treasures you, i feel the same about you thank you <laughs> all right Doug. thank you sweetheart we'll talk to you next week honey okay Let's go ahead and bring Eric back on. He's waiting. Number one sapien is. Eric, are you with us? I'm with you. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Did you want to read another one, hon? Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm actually going to read my first sonnet so you can hear it, so you can get a, uh, a teaser, I guess. You could say that. <laughs> That's easy. So, anyways, all right. This was written in a creative writing class in college. It's my first sonnet. Uh, not perfect, but it has iambic pentameter and it has uh, uh, rhyme scheme: A B A B C D C D E F uh, G G. So, I think somewhere on there. All right. This was written and I actually dated it. At one time, one of my friends told me I should start dating my poems, which was pretty cool. Unfortunately, I stopped, but I did date this one. So. Alrighty. This is called Royal Disaster. And it's uh, royal as in like, in the outskirts of a city, not royal as in royal queen. So, I don't know if I pronounce it right or not, but all right. You ready? Royal, royal disaster. Powerful winds were whirling into a twister, launching everything high in the air to be misplaced into solitude, destroying in order to play creator. Boisterous bursts of thunder clapped louder and louder as it warned of the lightning. Lightning. Hang on, that's messed up. <laughs> All right, warned of the lightning breaking free from its state of destitute, condemning the victims to a life of desolation. As the lightning struck the land, a small untamed fire began spreading throughout it while consuming every hindrance that blocked its destination. Sporadically, the lightning and the thunder were in sync while igniting an explosive kit. Sparks flew everywhere inside the black clouds, which exploded the floodgates, allowing these clouds to release themselves through the burdensome absorption of water. Raindrops pouring out of the clouds with predominant force in cleansing this land of its devastating state. The drops had extinguished this calamity, and nevertheless, a great invisible hand had come to this land to shake, split, and shatter, shaking, splitting, and shattering this land with its stupendous might, rapidly spreading like a wildfire in a long drought-stricken land, erect mountain-shaped landscapes with its internal liquid fire just waiting for an explosion to occur to help spread its seed in order to create an island. That's in peace. Fantastic job. Well, thank Great you. job on that, Eric. You're welcome. It, it took me it took me a long time to write. 
Because I, I, I used to hate, well, I kind of still do, but whenever I was a kid, I, I got into poetry. Um, um, Dr. Seuss, uh, Shel Silverstein, and uh, Edgar Allan Poe, and, uh, and a few other people as well. But uh, anyways, and uh, so whenever wouldn't I, that be funny, had, Dr. Seuss meets Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah, that would be funny. There's actually something, I don't know if you've ever seen it or heard of it. Uh, I got into it whenever I was in college. I never I never even heard of it, but I don't know if they just made it. But it's like a YouTube series, I guess you could call it that. And it's called uh, Epic Rap Battles of History. And one of the first ones they did in their first season is uh, Dr. Seuss versus Shakespeare. And <laughs> if you haven't seen that, I would definitely check that out. And they got a whole bunch. Like, I posted, I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but one of their newest ones was, uh, or for season two, or maybe it was season three, I can't remember. But uh, they had Adam versus Eve, and it's hilarious. But you just got to have the, it's, it's, they got a bunch, but you got to, you got to watch out. Well, you don't got to watch out in a bad, in a bad sense. They got a bunch of fan-based stuff, too, so. You gotta if you're looking for the it's epic rap battles of history and you gotta make sure that it's actually them they're not the fake because they got a they got a bunch of people that do different people and they're not as good well in my opinion they're not as good as the original people so but anyways it's pretty cool uh, just if you want I can send you a link later it's whatever but I also watch uh, Wildin' Wildin' Out and it's uh, Nick Cannon. And it's a freestyle show, and it comes on Thursdays and Fridays now. And it's it's like I think from five or six to nine or ten, and maybe even later than that. But he has new ones. Uh, he has rap battles and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that either. But it's interesting. They got some cool stuff. It gets sometimes it gets redundant, but it's cool to watch other people freestyle. Because I'm not good at yeah, that. You yeah. have to have but, that input in order to have output. You're feeding your brain. That's right. Yep. And it's creativity. So, but, well, thanks so much. Uh, I'll I'll try to be here on the next, uh, I don't know, my, my uh, I got a side job coming up next, next week, and it's going to be on Thursday or Friday. So, I don't know how long it's going to take. We've got two pallets of grass we're going to be laying down, so it shouldn't take too long. Last time we did four, and it took us two hours. So, but so I'll be I'll probably be a little late. But he said he didn't know if it was going to be on Thursday or Friday. So I'll, well, just, I'll be just on let Friday. you know beforehand. Yeah, hopefully. All right, yeah. And, and definitely so send I'll let, that link I'll let you know. Chance. Oh yeah, definitely will. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and there's a whole bunch. So. They even did uh, Hitler versus Adolf Hitler, or Adolf Hitler versus Darth Vader. They did Donald Trump and uh, and Hillary Clinton back in the election days. They did uh, Mitt Romney and Obama. They've done a whole lot of just everything. And, of course, you know, people take that as they will. I think it's just a joke and think it's hilarious. But, you know, some people take it the wrong way. But, yeah, no, I'll, I'll send you that link. It's pretty cool. So. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm probably gonna get off and and go to bed soon. Pretty exhausted, <laughs> so, and I got to work All in the right, morning. All right, sweetheart. So. Appreciate you being here, honey. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And, You're welcome. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. All righty. Bye-bye, sweetie. All right, let's check with 716. 716, you're on the air. Did you want to read? Well, this is Sean. Oh, okay. I'm messing up on the board. Sorry about that, love. I'm glad you're back. (laughs) All right, and then check with 585. 585, are you with me? Did you read already? Yeah, this is Doug Curry. Uh, If I may, uh, the gentleman just mentioned... uh, having read things that, that pitted one poet with another or a person with another person. I actually mm-hmm. wrote a poem. I imagine that two of the greatest figures in children's literature had a chance meeting, and I wrote this poem called A Nursery Rhyme. Dr. Seuss and Mother Goose were having tea one day. Your pastry looks tasty, the doctor said in his rhyming way. Gotten from the cupboard that old Mother Hubbard just passed the three pigs' house. The brick one, the one left standing, she said, as she was handing him a slice of pie. That little Jackie Horner, man, what a corner, was Dr. Seuss's reply. Look at his thumbprint in this slice. That ain't cool. That ain't even nice. And that Jack Spratt and his fat wife, I can't figure out to save my life. For the brilliant cat hatter that I am, how she could eat the fat and eat the lean but not my green eggs and ham. You seen little Sally Walker, that little hip shaker? How about the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker? And little black Sambo, I heard he went Rambo and tore up the briar patch. Caused Brer Rabbit a problem because he thought Sambo would rob him, maybe. But he was cool, stopped acting a fool when he saw his cousin, Tar Baby. I don't know these, about these kids these days, Mother Goose said with a frown. I ain't seen such a mess, well, I guess, since London bridges can't falling down. Not since someone sat in the three bears' chairs or someone slept in their bed. Not even when your silly cat went to wear the hat on his head. Well, it ain't getting no better. No, it ain't. I say it ain't, said Dr. Seuss in his usual way of being quaint. Because today they don't read and half of them can't write. And they use buttons and a TV screen to fight. Monsters, aliens, ninjas, and the police. Yes, the police. They don't want to be the good guy. They all want to be the thief. And the game most popular of all those bought, oh, I think they call it Grand Theft Auto. And little baby boys who can't even walk will learn how to rap or they learn how to talk. And if that itsy-bitsy spider comes down the water spout, they'll pull out an Uzi and blow his brains out. Now Mother Goose just hung her head. She looked at Dr. Seuss and said, we tried to do good with our nursery rhymes but I guess we are now behind the times. Someone else must take the lead and give these babies some new things to read that speak to their life and not their death. But who do this, one that's new or one that's left? They sat in silence and sipped their tea. Their concern for the children was easy to see, but what was needed and who would do that asked the old lady who lived in the shoe. Down the yellow brick road, a pied piper can beckon through our children's books and lead them to reckon with their lives themselves and the things they should know to make them survive and thrive and grow. Though of lesser acclaim than the doctor and the mother, we writers and artists have a task like none of The very tough thing that is ours to do is to answer Mother Goose's question, who and peace.
<laughs> How fun was that to write? Much, much fun. I only wrote it because I felt like rhyming. I really felt like rhyming. And then, and but then it started to take on a little meaning. I said, okay, well, let's make it there. <laughs> that was more fun than a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, I can tell think, by the way that you read. I can tell the way how how it was written, but also by the way that you read it. That that was just that was just. Uh, I think that poem was like you know as as uh, oh was this name curly head what Bob Ross would say a happy little accident. Well, you, you know, I'll, let me just tell you this about it. I know you got other people, but. Um, I wrote that early in my writing of poems. I must have written it around 2010. And one thing, I started writing poetry in 2008. So what happens is that you start reading poetry and you find that so much of the poetry is necessarily dire. It's about, you know, the improvements that haven't been made, need to be made, might not get made, but we're going to try anyway. And so like a lot of heavy stuff and a lot of people put heaviness before art when they do it. And I got to the point where it was giving me a headache. And I said, you know what, does anybody have fun with this anymore? You know, if you write rhymes, then that's not intellectual enough. So I decided, and I was just Googling around with rhymes. Notice early in the poem when I'm talking about um, just past the three pigs' house, what, I just completely went off meter because that, to me, was a tribute to Rocky and his friends, Fractured Fairy Tales, how that, uh, how that, how that, uh, announcer would would start and he would just run off and, and go you know, you just had to catch him because he 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 broke meter. And so I got a chance to just throw all those little references in, you know, the Rambo thing and, and and the racial thing, you know, little black Sambo, I heard he went Rambo and tore up the prior Brer Rabbit in the briar patch. Caused Brer Rabbit a problem. He thought Sambo would rob him, maybe, but he was cool, stop acting a fool when he saw his cousin saw baby. So you can throw what you want in there. But it was just it was just fun to just cut loose with cut loose with these rhymes and then they take you somewhere because you're because you're not a vacuous mm-hmm. person you know you have a serious thought somewhere in your mind even when you're just playing so I, I you know I appreciate the chance to read twice but the gentleman made mention of that and I had done such a thing you know about seven eight years ago well you did a great job on it. All right, do me a it favor one more time, Doug. Tell everyone how to find you, hon. Yes, I am Doug Curry. Oh, you know what I didn't mention before? It's Doug Curry on the Facebook, Blast and Blues on Facebook. But on allpoetry.com, I have a tag, Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99. And that's on uh, allpoetry.com. Very so cool. I hope I get that. Hope I meet up with some of our poets there. All right, sweetheart. We will. So, I'm I'm poking the board as I'm trying to talk, and it's not working. We'll talk to you next week, love. Thank you so much, Doug. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Bye bye. <laughs> bye, sweetheart. All right, I'm gonna see you, Stan. Stan, are you there? Did you want to come back on, hun? Well, I sure do. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Absolutely wonderful. You're going to share a poem to close out the show? Well, sure. I'd love to share one. And if you don't mind, uh, this was a young man who requested and asked me if I would be kind enough to read one of his pieces, which I did. 
And then upon reading some more of his poetry, I found one that uh, kind of grabbed me. I mean, it's relevant, it's poignant, and its observations are, I believe, realistic and disturbing at the same time. His name is Olaf Munger. And the piece I'm going to read you is gleefully droning onward. This art of turning swords to plowshares has succumbed to the click of candy-like buttons in sterile lounges and the man-made joystick of perpetual war. In an airtight bubble that despises the downtime cost of peace. Defense systems built to offend shimmer and slide effortlessly along gilded paths, oblivious to their bloated cultural weight, carving horror stories into bare, dying earth. Parched mouths choking on sand oil and the rot of expanding plastic medicine lunge into the crosshairs, hoping for life on a transmigrated wavelength ruled by shape-shifting, card-carrying vampires bent on the five-star experimental exploitation of true humanity and peace. Absolutely beautiful way to close out the show. Fantastic piece, fantastic read, love. And that is Mr. Olaf Monger. Incredible. Tell me real quick before we close out on the show, why did you pick that one of his? I picked it because it brings to the realization that we have gotten to the point to where we are showing tolerance, even accepting the ugly necessity of innocent lives being taken. Mm -hmm. And that has to be, for humanity's sake, something intolerable. I agree. I agree. All right, Facebook page one more time. You can find me on Facebook as Stanley Phillips. Uh, I'm in the anthology, the 2017 anthology of World Poetry Open Mic. I am in the Outlaw Poets anthology, We're in Cahoots, both available on Amazon. Uh, I have a group called Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit. I am also in the group of Outlaw Poets, and I am a member of the Garden of Poetry and Prose. I do spoken word on, of course, Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe, World Poetry Open Mic on Fridays. On Sundays, I'm on Inspiration Factory. And on Mondays, Poetry in the Raw. And that's it. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for bringing close the show to such an amazing close. Thank you for being clothes, too. I'm really glad you brought clothes with you today, by the way. (laughs) 
I love you, hon. Thanks for closing out the show with me. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. And very much appreciate you, dear lady. Good night. (laughs) All right, hon. Thank you. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's been a great night tonight. Cannot wait to spend some more time with you guys next week and uh, see what you guys are posting on my page this week. We'll talk to you then. Go out and write. And, uh, yeah, remember the assignment, a haiku a day about a person, someone you encounter during the day. All right, we'll talk to you next week, guys. I'm going to close the show with uh, Emily Kagan Trenchard, and this is The Ant. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. The Ant. I kill the same ant every day, and every day he acts surprised, as if he doesn't recognize my beechwood desk by the smell of his own ghost. I think, what a gift, this blank page of a mind, to awake each day from a garden bed, see the world of brick and infinite height, and think, yes. Every day... My bald finger misses him on the first poke, and he panics. His aimless perambulations, now a frantic sprint for his very existence, and I wonder what, in his very countable collection of thoughts, tugs his heart into terror at its passing. Is it the new cut smell, the do we give, the familiar path through rotting wood boards into the garden's belly, second tunnel on the left where he stores what he carries home? Perhaps all of his dear and wild moments come again in turn. What a gift that would be. On my second stab, I hit him, and in classic human form, dramatically underestimate how much force it will take to press him out. Like him, there are elements of this drama plucked clear from my memory each night. I marvel at his resilience, his perfect construction, wriggling free and running off again across a photo of myself and a girlfriend mugging for the camera, my eyebrow cocked as if to say, Really? Again today? It's the third try that gets him. Two fingers fiddling, spindling him into a ball, and then flick into a trash bin at my knee. It is for my sake that he comes back each day. A small reminder from the blank and possible world that when the time comes, you'd better have something good to flash before your eyes and a reason to run like hell. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.